Man, I've already been. I already got a boot in front of me. It's October. Oktoberfest. All right. uh, Warning the views expressed on this show are not those of Disneyland or any other of its affiliated companies. Why do we still have that in the disclaimer? Eh, No idea. This is a talk show that does not represent any other. Any single other organization or club. These are idiots talking about stupid shit. If you're under the age of 18, tune the hell out. Tom, what up? What up? What is going on, man? It's been a couple weeks. Did you hear that song that we were playing right at the beginning of the show? Did you? Did anybody catch that? Hold on, hold on. Let me play it again. Let me play it again. Hold on. Here we go. It was very. Tell me, tell me who this is. Tell me who it is. Uh, Hold on. Is it playing back? Oh, it's this one. Hang on, just a second. I got it. Hold on. Man, come on. Who is this, Tom? That's our one and only. Shut up, Sean. I love it. It's like '80s. Yes. Very curious. Very curious. Yeah, Sean, you're, you're you're borderlining on the cure. I think you need to put on eyeliner. Hold on, I don't have your mic up. Hang on a second. Hold on. Say that again. I think next I'm gonna try to do a rap song. So I have a rap a, song. A genre of songs together. Well, come over here. Come over here. Sit but sit between Rachel and Eric right now because if we're gonna talk about your song, we need to actually talk to you. What, what is this song about, Sean? Uh, it's about a crush on a girl, you know? Yeah. But, uh, my friend, he, uh, he was telling me about he's going to make a song called Crave. And by the time he got the word Crave out, I was already saying, I'm going to make one too. He's like, what? I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to make one. I crave her love every day. I'm going to make a song just like that too. And he was like, oh, well, uh, uh now, is this oh, okay. a real girl, or, or is this a real girl? Like, when you were singing this song, is there somebody that you're thinking of? Uh. <laughs> oh, what? Where are you going? <laughs> are we not going to talk about the fact that he just stole his friend's song? So, <laughs> I, so I, I just want to point out, if, the, if, the, if that song and... So, if The Cure and the singer of The Monster Mash had a baby, that's the song... This is the song you would get. I guess so. So hold on. Yeah, so this song is cool too. How it echoes out at the ending. It's yeah. Here, so what happened to this girl that you're thinking about when you did this song? Uh, you loaded could be running that spot, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Well, I want to know. I want to get deep into the the shut up Sean ca- uh, you know catalog. I want to know what I'm listening uh, to. The truth is about my, it's my about the secretary, my boss's secretary. Your boss, like current boss's secretary? Yeah, but, you know, she can't date me because uh because she's in a wheelchair. What's the, what's the, the problem? I'm the black sheep of the, the shop, you know and. So it's not really, not really. So you, you see this? Crush wait a minute. So you see this girl every day? She's the secretary where you work. I try not to see her because if I do, I, I, I start doing this. I start daydreaming about her the rest of the day. So I try to stay out of the office, you know. You get a boner, is what you're saying. No, it's not so much. It's not so much about it's like sexually. It's just uh, she, she, she carries a lot of class and she, she holds herself really well. You know, it's the way she, it's the way she talks, the way she walks, the way she speaks, and stuff like that. Do you Have you th- seen her toes yet? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Sean, aren't you concerned that she's going to see this video and she's going to be like, what the fuck? Hashtag me too. Sean's like after me at work. 
It's funny. It's funny. She just recently got a, a boyfriend. She's starting to see some of the guy. He's actually an ex-army guy, a ranger. And, uh, oh, it's man. been a relief because now I can find it's like she, she's going out with somebody so I can stop like thinking, how can I try to get her? How can I try to get her? You know, I should go on with a new sleepover it, you know? Like when you're thinking about ways that you could that you could go and get her. Uh, oh, bro, you wouldn't believe what I've done. I, I, I would buy the whole office like shirts, like like tops, just so I could give her one top. You know, I'd buy all the girls in the office tops. Well, how many girls are we talking about? Three, three of them in there. So I'd buy like three shirts just to give her one, you know? Or I'd buy like, three things just to, just to try to get her attention with something. And, like, and and did she ever acknowledge you? Uh, she, I think she respects me. I think she, uh, you know, seems I'm a decent guy and stuff like that. But there's no, she doesn't feel the same way that I feel about her. No, she doesn't. No, she, she doesn't. Tries to, she tries to shut a little bit because she knows I kind of like got a crush on her. So she tries to like not give me you know too much because she's not trying to encourage her, you know. Hmm. So right? you th- you think she's she's totally aware that you have a crush yeah, on her? Yeah, I think she's totally aware. Yeah. Well, I think she definitely does because there's a message that says, "Let him know I'm listening." <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Well, that's not her, right, Sean? That's somebody else you're probably talking to. That's my old friend, yeah. Your old friend. Your old friend. Does she know she's an old friend, or does she think she's one of your potential, uh, I don't know. She's married. She's married? Okay. Well, she she wanted you to know that she's listening, so I I think there's a little jealousy that just popped up right there when she heard you talking about another girl from work, Sean. There's really no jealousy there, because there's no no chance of me having this... uh, this is other lady, so it's just kind of just like a romance fantasy, crush, fantasy crush, like fantasy crush per se, you know. So. All right, and how long has this crush been going on for? Uh, like three years. <laughs> oh dang! That's, so you're at like stage five now. The first, the first, <laughs> okay, like stage five. The first, the first two years I was there. The first year I met her, I wow. thought she was attractive. Then like, the second year I started realizing, is she really single? She can't be single. She's she's like she's fifty one. She's just a little bit older than me. And then uh, year three I started realizing she really is single, man. I can't believe it. You know, every day I just feel like she's gonna come in and say like she's you know she's got a boyfriend now or something. You know, I kept thinking how can this girl be single? So I started doing all these little things. I, I did little little things. You know, one time I bought horse riding lessons for all three girls. I thought I was in on that one. I, I paid, horse riding lessons. I paid for horse riding lessons for all three girls to go. The girl office girls and they they didn't go. I couldn't believe it. I had to go get my money back from the the, the horse trainer. I was like, damn, that's pretty. I thought that was a good one, huh? Okay, well, but like, I guess. Yeah. Let me horses? let me be honest yeah, here. Girls don't love horses, you know. Okay, horses, yeah, it makes let, sense. Let me be honest. Why would she think she's special if you're doing it for every other girl there too? Mm. Well, but if I did it, mm. but, just saying. But, 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 just but if I did saying. it for just her, I couldn't do that though, you know. It because like, it'd be sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to start her one time already. She told me no, and you can't do anything after that. You can ask the female one time at your workplace if you think there's some kind of connection. You're allowed to ask one time. Can we go to dinner or can we get some coffee after work? If she, she if she denies you anything after that, it's just hinting in any, in that direction. It's sexual harassment. Okay, hold on. So what was your first move? Like what when you you, you had one shot? I know. And you I had did, one shot to get this too. girl to do something. Yeah. And what did you offer? Now when now I'll tell you straight up, Sean. If you have one shot to ask some girl at work to do something, it better not be fucking coffee. It better not be fucking going to the bar. It better not be fucking going to Olive Garden for all you can eat pasta. You got to come strong, man. You got to come with, hey, Her, she, uh, I'm like, going to go see n- fucking I don't know. She's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, what what music? What music? Gwen, Stoff- Gwen Stefani's husband was her name Blake. Oh, yeah. Blake Shelton. Yeah, I wanted to go on a helicopter ride to Blake Shelton, see Blake Shelton in San Francisco, and, and take a helicopter out there and back. But, uh, well, so you went big. He, I mean, well, he, he went, definitely went did, big. You led with that. You led. You the one shot you had was her favorite artist was Blake Shelton. No, I, I, she already told me no, but I, I threw that out there. I was thinking, I was, I was, I was telling her that's what idea I was wanting. You know, so Blake Shelton's uh, tickets are going on sale. You know, like coming up like six or seven months from now. And if you buy tickets right now, we get really good seats. Take a helicopter right out there. And she, just, she just turned her chair around. She's like, Sean? And like, you know, went back so to you led theater. with Blake Shelton tickets, really good seats, and a, and a helicopter, helicopter ride, ride to San Francisco, and she said no? 
Now she's going to just turn around. You know? Listen, it's time to move but on. A, but at least she wasn't like being a gold digger and be like, okay. And then she can't, though. Point. She can't because she goes out to me and just like ruins her whole reputation. You know, I'm like, I'm like the roughneck of the other <laughs> shop. Oh, you know? oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I know. I got to wait, wait, wait. Rap. Have you have you gone out with any other girls from your work? From where you're at? There's only like, like two that work there. Well, come on, talk closer to the mic. There's, you know, we, we are there's doing. Only, there's about two you, that work there. Have you? Have you gone out with any of them? No, no. I never went no. out with any army girls either when I was in the army. No, no. That's kind of the rule of thumb, though. Yeah, don't shit where you yeah, eat. Yeah. That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't date girls who work with. Cause but you. But hold on, you said that that you, that you brought that up like secondhand after you already blew your first chance yeah, with yeah. her. What was your first? The first time you approached her and hang out with Shut Up Sean and all of your uncircumcised splendor, what was it? I didn't do it kind of like I said. I didn't really do it all like I should have. I wanted to go in like a tuxedo and, and everything, the whole deal, but I just, just kind of mentioned it one day and she kind of blew it off and that was, I was like kind of ruined my chance. I should have went more strong, you know? Stronger than a tuxedo? Mm. Right. No, I, 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 I want to go like full step brothers. I don't want to be overkill with a tuxedo. You just have to work with a tuxedo, what do they say, you know? So... <laughs> He went straight to Step Brothers. Well, yeah, I mean, he woke up that morning. It's like I'm gonna go to work and fuck shit up. <laughs> I guess so. My dad, my so. dad's just rolling over in his grave. He's telling me, "No, no, you know, get out of there." He's like, "I live there." You know what I mean? So I don't want to ruin where I live mm. or anything, too. You know? Mm. So it's kind of hard. All right. So, but you got this new song out, and this one's called "Crave," and it's talking about the chick from work, yeah. pretty much. That's what you're talking about. Now, now, see, I, now I want to pay attention to the lyrics. I know. I mean, Steph, were you, I mean, I wasn't really paying attention. Were you paying attention to what he was saying? I mean, cool. We, says like, we know that smoking ghost next to me. Like, even if she has another boyfriend and she's off somewhere else, that's cool, you know. But when I still fantasize and I still, like, dream of me doing it big and doing, like, going, like, to the, the Academy Awards and stuff. What like, kind you know, of lube still, do you like, use when you're fantasizing? With her with me, you know? <laughs> I, said, I said, what kind of lube do you use when you're fantasizing? Uh, I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings up a whole different conversation. <laughs> So this is, you're talking about this girl. I put her name in there, and the thing I said, Rosa level to another, uh, to Rosa standard to another level. I was gonna put her name all through it, but I started kicking it a little easy on it. You sound sad though in this song. He is sad. He hasn't hit it in three years because he she won't go out. Cobwebs and dust on it. Give me a break. I mean, you brought a helicopter in to like get this girl's pussy, and that didn't even work. Yeah, the comments. <laughs> you know, and you, you, Sean has more more girls tuning into the show when he's on. That are people that you're obviously flirting with online or something. Me? No, I think they no. watch just for Sean. Like when he was talking about those phone cards for like the Romanian chicks and stuff, he was being real. <laughs> if you look through his message, he's got a bunch of fucking like you know shots I, I don't coming want from. To. <laughs> You don't want to look too no. All right, well, Sean, but but I, I like the new song. I mean, it's it's. I thank guess you, it's. I guess it's a moment different. of heartbreak. Yeah, a moment like a of realism. You know, kind of Yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely. You know, like yeah, Colt. I I could definitely. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. I like the music. Thank you. And you seem very vulnerable. Did you sing this naked? Did you track it naked or anything? Or. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I just went in there and this one, this one actually practiced for a while. Now, 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 for this song, are you going to give it to this girl at your work? Uh, on my departure, on my departure, on your departure. Yeah, whenever that may be, but on my departure, I'll let her give it to her then. You'll give it to her then. But you, you did say she has a boyfriend now. Yeah, she does. She's dating an army guy. Yeah. yeah. The next army, he's an extra ranger or something like that. So, well, you're gonna it's have kind of relief to... though. You know, now I can kind of like put it to rest and like move forward. But yeah, and write and songs about it. And shit. Yeah, yeah sure. I was like, I was always just trying to think, how do I get? What do I got to do? You know. Uh, you, what you what you're gonna have to do 
You're going to have to mm. show up to the wedding. Here we go. On, on the wedding day, right when they're on the altar. I want to hear this. And you're going to have to profess your love. For, I've seen the movie. Dude, yeah, you need a boombox. <laughs> you need a boombox above your head. Yes. Just like fucking, was it Say Anything? Yeah, say or what anything. the fuck was that? Yes. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah, you've got you've to gotta go hard, Sean. I wouldn't put it past me. Well, neither would I. Neither would I. Neither would I. Listen, it's been three years. You're still trying. I Three years. That's fucking dedication yeah, right you there. Are not oh, a that's a lot of blue balls. I actually want to say that this girl doesn't deserve you. <laughs> I don't think she deserves you either, Sean. I think you deserve better. Like something, I don't know. I mean, is there, is there any other girl? The, the, dating, the dating scene is pretty tough nowadays. Well, I know, but I well, know. Don't you go on Tinder or something? Like swipe left, swipe right? Yeah, a little bit. I was for a while, but I'm not related. They have a lot of Facebook, but I'm getting ready to cut that out too. Can we please get together a Tinder page for? Can we? Well, I'm sure Sean has a Tinder. We need, page. No, no, a we and a need to be in control of it, though. <laughs> well, Sean, Sean, Sean. So, so I mean, right now, is there anybody that you're seeing right now? No. Is there anybody that thinks that they are seeing you? No. no. Because that's a different question entirely. <laughs> How many gifts do you have in your truck right now? So can I have some, we? Can some we? Flip flops. Can we please? Now, so for, for the ladies that are listening, for the ladies that are listening, what you don't know is uh, Sean randomly buys stuff all year long, and he keeps it in his truck in case he ever runs across a female, and uh, he wants to give him a gift, he's already ready to go. And so right now, in stock in his truck, as we speak, is Harley Davidson flip-flops. You're, in, you're all into these Harley Davidson type yeah, women, nice. right? They're really nice. They're nice flip-flops. They're cool. Yeah, you really like the Harley Davidson chicks, the ones that look like they've had a couple bugs really in their clothes? teeth and... You know, a little beef jerky out in the sun too long. Yeah. <laughs> is that your thing? Like, what is your ideal woman? Like, like, describe to me your ideal woman. Well, we already know she has to have good feet. Good, yeah. I, we know you have a foot yeah, fetish. It helps. You know? yeah, come on, talk into the mic. This is a radio uh, show. I like a woman that want to take her out. I don't have to worry about her blowing up or causing a scene somewhere. She has <laughs> enough class, enough class to handle her, her, keep her composure till we need to leave. Then we can discuss whether it was a good time or a bad time and things on the way back home. You know. Uh, but her, why would why would she blow up with you? T- I'm just saying sometimes, because I try and take my girls to some unusual places sometimes, you know. And like, where do you take them? That's, what would you consider? Unle- I want to know what's uh, unusual. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Helicopter rides are a little unusual. That's a little thing, you know. Well, okay. Like but I'm saying in public sometimes, when you go out places, you know, like when I was with my ex-wife, I never had to worry about her causing a scene You take your new dates to go visit your ex-wife? You take your new date? I think, take your team to the dollar you store and give them 20 bucks. And I tell them, we're going to go away for the weekend. Well, here's 20 bucks. Get, get stuff for the weekend. And, and see what they get at the dollar store. See if they pick hygiene, see if they pick all the junk food, see what they get, you know? So you got to know where their priorities hold are. On, hold on, hold on. When you're going out on a date, you pick girls, pretty good test. you put girls on a test. You say, we're going away for the weekend. Here's 20 bucks. Go into the dollar store. You want to see what they come back yeah, with to see what kind of character they have. Yeah. They come back with shampoo and, and, and toothpaste, or they come back with like, junk food and, and sodas. You know what I mean? Like, where, where are they at with their life, you know? <laughs> I actually think that's I mean, kind of genius. Not, not a bad idea. This is what I do is I go early in the morning, right after pay day, like beginning the first of the month. And I go get in the line to DMV, and I get right at the front, right, and I just wait and wait till it gets about like eight o'clock. And the line gets ready to open up, and then I'll see a hot girl walk up, and I'll be like Michelle, Michelle. I tell the guy at first, I go, Hey, my wife's mad at me right now. She's kind of pouting, so if I go get her, just just hold my spot in line, will you? He's oh yeah yeah sure. Then when I see a hottie, I go up and I go, Michelle, come on, don't act like that. Come on, come to the front line with me. Don't go to the back, come on. I know you're mad at me, but come on, let's go. We're talking about it afterwards. And I go up to the front, we go in. She's trying to pay her bills. She's got a car, and she's there on time. That's my kind of girl I'm trying to pick up, you know? Okay, so but he you uses legit the, go to the DMV he, to pick it's up a chicks? Pickup. It's, it's, it's a pickup spot for him. Yeah, because they want to come to the front of the line because I got that spot. Then we go in there real fast, and we go out and we have breakfast or something. And I met a few girls doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I think you got to go full old school style Can and start going to funerals. Oh, shit. 
you, Sean, you gotta okay. start. You All gotta right. start you going to funerals. Crash. Well, well, Sean, you, you miss hundred percent of the shots you never take. That's exactly. <laughs> like that's that. exactly right. Now, Sean, you told me that you've got a you've got a few shows coming up. Well, what 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 events do you have coming up? Because I know you've been texting me and showing me that you have uh, some uh, I'm doing concerts summer, and stuff coming up. Twelfth, uh, Knuckleheads and San Clemente. Yeah. I do, uh, no, not December 12th. I'm sorry, this month. October 12th, Knuckleheads in San Clemente. That's this weekend. That, yeah. That's Saturday night. I do Shamrocks in Glendale on the 22nd. And then I do uh, the Liquid Zoo in, in Van Nuys, which would be beautiful for me on Halloween. I oh, got nice. A, I, got a, I got a blind uh, referee a costume, like the glasses. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get two jarheads to hold them, like a shirt sign, sign behind me. Like, you know, play yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be yeah. funny that the, the blind So referee. you've got three comedy shows lined up. Now, how yeah. are you getting these shows? Uh, I've been using the skits that I've been doing here. I've been submitting the skits that I've done on this show uh, to other producers, and they've been picking me up slowly but surely. Okay. So well, like I guess it works. You. It works. Yeah. All yeah. right. I guess. You know, what if Sean becomes like super ultra famous? Like he, like it's him and it's him and Adam Sandler. Do you think he'll forget now, about us? Now, couldn't you see Shut Up Sean in a movie with Adam Sandler? I could. I could totally see that. Sean, just remember, we get ten percent each. Uh, yeah, I think, think we need to charge commission on this. <laughs> oh, Sean will forget about us in a heartbeat. Once he once he makes it, once he breaks and he goes big, he'll forget you know about what? us in a heartbeat. I have to disagree. I don't with think you he on. would. You don't think so? I don't. I don't believe that. I think he'd take us with him. I think he would stay true. Well, maybe. I maybe. Do. Maybe. I don't think Sean's got character. I I believe in him. Well, I mean, he is a dedicated dude. And Sean, how many times have you been on this show? This is fifteen right here. This fifty. Yeah, he counts. <laughs> yeah. He has a log, guys. And he can he count can like a motherfucker. He's yep. better than that trigger horse, dude. Okay. Uh, so, anyways, thank you uh, very much. Appreciate that, it. that was shut up, Sean. And and Sean, are you releasing this music on iTunes or anybody or anywhere uh, where people? I think can I'm going to try to give the whole uh, second album. I'm, I want to change my name to Seven Six Seven in 2020 because that's when the sound barrier breaks and then and the jets go through the sound barrier. There's like a circle that it, it creates with the atmosphere when it breaks into the, the sound. So I'm thinking about you know, changing my name or maybe making another album called 767 or maybe making a, um, my, my whole name, dropping the shit of Sean and going to What happens in 2020? Well, that makes perfect sense to me, Tom. What happens in 2020? He's No, he's changing his name to 767, Takashi 767. <laughs> artist, artist 6767. Artist 767, the artist formerly known as Shut Up Sean. He's doing the whole Prince it worked oh, for Prince. Hey, Why want to work for Sean? I, listen, let's make it happen. All Have right. You, seen, well, you ever seen the picture of it when, the, when they're, they're, like the jet's breaking through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the in that 767? 767 miles an hour was when that breaks through. Okay. Well, it makes sense to me. I never makes, knew that that was the exact I thought it was like 600 or something. But what, whatever. Yeah. I mean, 767. Yeah. So the artist formerly known as Shut Up Sean, you're going to be 767. About, I just think of like Lilo and Stitch. Wow. Are you, are you thinking about any face tattoos or anything like that? Or is that off I the do want to get the tears in my eye, but oh. the tears, the story. tears of but, a clown. Uh, okay. But yeah, I want to have the picture of the jet breaking through. And then we have right. the CD okay. cover and have, like right. a picture of a close up like me, like in the, inside the jet and have like girls in there and wine doll. Partying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. We took a little sidetrack there at the beginning of the show, just listening to some of Sean's music. But what we, who we do have here is Eric from... Now, Eric, you, you got that mic there? Is that working? Yep. I'm up. Okay. Now, uh, what is the name of your brewery? Uh, it depends on what language you speak. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, if I, you speak Spanish, it's Tres Weyes. Tres Weyes. I see it as three gooeys. <laughs> three gooeys? Uh, <laughs> Hawaiian native, I guess. I don't know. Um a lot, we get a lot of three guys, which is if you speak if you speak Spanish, um, tres güeyes is like dude guy, and so in English it's three guys. That's the direct translation. Three guys brewing. Yep. Okay, so that's what it is. Now, now you brought us some beers to try out today, and I don't know. If, yeah, chef, yes, you want to grab did. those beers? Okay. So how long have you been brewing for? 
Uh, my brewing journey started right before my 21st birthday. Have you ever ran into any paranormal activity while you're brewing beer? Further into the process, yeah. No, okay, okay let's talk about it. We are going to talk to a paranormal investigator okay. in a little bit. Uh, have you ever had any paranormal experiences in your life? Uh, I could have. I, I'm a skeptic, so I like overanalyzing, and I'm analytical, but I'm open to it. I mean, you're open to it. I'm open but, but to there, it. I mean, actually, but, no, I was in Haiti, yeah, and we did have a few experiences. I lied. That they that that seemed unexplainable. Well, unexplainable. Like a whole new level over there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, uh, he brought some beer. We're gonna try it out. And what, and what kind of beers did you bring us today? Uh, so we brought you three kind. We bought you. We brought you our, our kind of like our headlining girl. She's our kickoff. Our, the fresh ale. Uh, she's a golden ale. 5.8 ABV, so she's pretty strong, but she drinks really light. Uh, if you like orange, orange is off the top. Mango will close you off at the end. Okay. Um, brought you a Wyava Pilsner, so that's another light beer. We brewed her with Wyava. She's five and a half. And a, uh, a porter made with Abuelita's chocolate and Café La Llave. Now, I, 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 I see you referring to your beers with feminine pronouns as, you know, she, her, hers. Uh, uh, so what, what is the relationship between you and your beers? One, they're beautiful to me, anyway. Okay. Secondly, right. fair enough. Women just give you a good time. That's true. That's so true. That's true. Okay. why not have a good beer with the girl that's going to give you a good time? Now, do you guys You've have never a- been married? Have you? <laughs> they- I was going to say, if you drink and if you drink too much, they give you a headache. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Exactly. Now, Nathan, did, wow. you, did you get his social media? Uh, so, so basically, we're, and if people want to find you, like, if somebody's listening to the show and they want to try your beer, what do they do? Okay, you can go to Facebook and Instagram. You go to. Th- the number three, G-U-E-Y-E-S, Brewing. And uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook. We have our website up. We're kind of fixing the URL. But there, we're pretty active on on both those platforms. Okay. All right. All right. And you've been doing this for how long? Uh, as a brewing company, uh, I would say about four or five years. And now we're, we are looking for a spot. Uh, we're a couple months out from... Signing a lease out. Oh, uh, you're gonna uh, go. You're gonna go big with this. Oh, uh, we're that's what we're gunning for. Yeah, that's we're swinging for the fences. Yeah. So we've already uh, this next weekend we sh- we shuffled down to the last few sites, and then we start negotiating the week after. So okay, Sweet. so you're actually gonna get a brick and mortar bre- brewery. Go and where are you yep. planning on putting this? Like, where are you looking right now? Uh, where we're from, we're all we're all boys. We're, we're uh, native Heights, native Heights, Boyle Heights, uh, native sons from Boyle Heights. Uh, we we grew up there, and a lot of our beer. So people ask us like, what kind of beer do you focus on? Uh, we focus on our culture, and that's our culture expressed and translated through beer. Now, when you say so, native boys, you mean you're born and raised in Boyle Heights? Yeah, we're, we're, Bo- we're native, homegrown. Uh, we're veteran-owned, so two of the, actually now all three of us are. Uh, we have more now. We have more in the crew. Uh, Danny, David, uh, Nando. Uh, my brother was one, the original three. Uh-huh. We were drinking, kind of came up with the concept. Yeah. Um, so we just figured, hey, Boyle Heights needs to... Everyone drinks. Now, is there, any, place bre- to share is there any breweries in Boyle Heights right now? There's uh, one, Indy, uh, right across Street Dry River. They're on like the border of Boyle Heights uh, Arts District. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool guys. They really helped us in the game. They, they're, um, so I would go visit them. They're going to be at the Roof Fest, I think, next week. Um, so they're technically in Boyle Heights. We're trying to get further inside where we're like, no, this is neighborhood. We know what we're talking about. Now, like, Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights has ha- been having a, uh, what do you call that when it starts like revamping itself? Gentrification. Gen- gentrification. Yeah. And, but there's been a lot of pushback from the Boyle Heights natives. Yeah. Uh, so do you think that you're going to get any of that opposition putting up a brewery? We've is already it, had it. You've already had and it. And I've already, de- I've, I personally defended Indy in getting in, and Indy isn't, um, they're good guys, they really respect the community, so they weren't these people trying to, you know, change the community. Um, yeah, this show's dog friendly. But, <laughs> Even uh, if we're in a million dollar studio, we still have dogs barking because, uh, you know, it's just the way barking. it goes. He's just, 
Yeah, he wants something. He wants um, a dog treat. But, I mean, there's a portion of Boyle Heights that doesn't want, that is afraid of losing its culture, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but there's also a portion, a bigger portion, that's like outworking, and you know, our families, I'm not saying they're, the other ones aren't working, but hey, we were waiting for this moment of transition to where yeah. we can get ahead. Mm-hmm. And so how do we, look, can we fight this wave? No. So instead of it washing us over, why don't we lead this thing from the front and say, you know what? No, that we're, we're going to evolve. We might as well now solidify and encapsulate our culture and be that bastion for it and say, no, we're mm-hmm. going to control the story. We're going to control the narrative. We're going to produce instead of being you know, produced on. Yeah, exactly. So and some other hipster moving into the neighborhood, let's take it from within and let's do this. That's us, yeah. Yeah, because honestly, you guys could open up a brewery. If you're going to rent space and do it, you could do it anywhere you want, but you're choosing to stay... It's more Native expensive. Heights. It's it's literally twice as expensive as the Inland Empire. And Inland yeah. Empire is a strong, uh, you know, Latino Hispanic. Uh, Phoenix is really cheap. Texas is even cheaper. So there's a lot of intention. That, like it is so much more expensive to open it in Boyle Heights, but it's really important for us to get that there, mm-hmm. just to make the point of no, we will stand. This is the community and our culture right. will get washed over. Right now, how do you think? How do you think uh, craft beer in Boyle Heights? How do you think that's going to go over? Well, we're already drinking it. The thing is, there's no mm-hmm. craft beer in Boyle Heights. You got to go into downtown LA. You got to go to Arts District and pay a shit ton of money and wait through those lines, get through that stupid hipster bullshit to get your beer. Uh-huh. Or you got to go to Pasadena or you got to go to South Bay. Why don't I just put that in the backyard? Yeah, nice. So, so well, I mean, good, man. I mean, you're, you're pioneering something uh, right there in Boyle Heights, uh, which is. Trying to. Trying to. <laughs> good for you to stay yeah. where your roots are. That's, you know, not a lot of people will do that. Yeah. So anyways, where's the beer at? Where's the beer at, Chef? You got it? No, uh, it's coming out the fresh ale. Fresh ale. Okay. We got beer coming out. We're going to try this out. And, uh, she always leads us off. She's the. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. So Boyle Heights, you're, you're doing it there. You're like uh, kind of, I mean, because and this is new for Boyle Heights. Like businesses like that coming into Boyle Heights, that's that's like something new. I mean, it's just been like a couple taquerias and uh, laundromat. The and, best tacos, mind you. Well, I, I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, so what do I mean? We got the fresh ale here. So oh. this is the fresh ale. She was. Uh, We're not drinking the whole can, guys. Let's split one of these because. Or we, y'all can got, split it. I yeah. mean, it's. Because he's got three I think more it's coming better out. That way. He's got three more coming out, and we're gonna be totally shit faced if we drink this like that. This is at five eight. This is at five point eight percent. This is at the stronger end of, of some of the beers for its uh, for its brew. It's a golden ale. It's a golden uh, ale. She'll open up really citrusy, uh, and finish off with that creamy mangoness at the end, which we did brew it with both of them. So all of our beers are basically trying to remember or expressing like anything in our culture. Through beer, and this was some of those drinks that grandma would make. My tita, I call her tita. Tita would make Where the the kind of beer that your uncle would get drunk and start crying to. <laughs> that that kind of beer too. Yeah. Yep, that one. Um, and we want to appeal to generally beer drinkers in our family that it's all Corona and Modelo and all this. But no, let's let's give you a quality product. It's a little stronger, but it tastes. You know, you don't have to be a beer fanatic. So this is it. your fresh ale. That's the fresh ale. It's a golden ale. It smells good. I don't know what I'm supposed to be smelling, but it smells good. Smell what you smell, man. It's your experience. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's light. Oh, that's good. It's got a nice, it's a citrus wheat taste to me, I, but I know it's not a half. But it's, uh, what, 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 what brings out that wheat flavor in there? Uh, it's the, the grain, the grain bill that we grain. use. We use the different grains to give it a little bit of body. So that's our, really good because it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a normal, like. Um, that I, orange I, on the back end yeah. is fucking where it's yeah. at. <laughs> Comes in, it comes in yeah. right. Yeah, it's that's really where, good. That's where because it's just like a really good beer with citrus in it, but light. it's not heavy. 
This is definitely sessionable. We want to be. We want our beer to be able to. You can take this to the beach. Can go to the backyard. You can take it to the barbecue and have the carne asada. And we want to basically kick tecate out of the out of the ice chest. Oh, it's definitely better than a tecate or a Corona. Oh, uh, that, that's for damn sure. All day, all day long. And I don't like beer, so if I'm telling you that, yeah, it's really good. It's good. That's really good. Now, who, who came up with this recipe? Uh, it's it's generally the meaning of the minds. We we like to have our. Have our have some drinks and just let the creativity flow. See what sticks. Play with it. We do some test sessions with uh, flavors and bases, and then uh, it's an experimentation. This one, uh, we've been brewing her since the beginning, so this is like the refined process. Okay, Aaron, come on, pop out another one. Miss, right. finish your beer. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's pull. This is where we get shitty before we talk about ghosts. Please. So the next one is a pilsner. Uh, we brewed her but with wait, guayaba. There's more. There's more. <clears throat> Actually, the yeah. stickers on the cans, you guys could keep them. You guys will peel them off. Might be nice. a little bit of a hassle, but... All right, all right. So what, now we got a Pilsner. So that's a Pilsner. So a Pilsner, for those who don't know what a Pilsner is, it's like Millerite is technically in the Pilsner body. Uh-huh. Um, but we brewed this one with Guayaba. This is an homage to uh, Cuban. I'm half Cuban. So everything, there's Guayaba, you know. If you've been to Portos, you know the Guayaba con queso pastries. Yeah. So I like the Guayaba more than I like the cheese. And so this is like... We try to throw some guava in there and give it that fruitiness so it doesn't just taste like beer. And Jake and I just went to a Cuban restaurant for the first time this week. Which one? It's up by us. Uh, well, this smells different. This has like called, a, but it was actually it was really, good? really good. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, this almost has like a a little hint of vanilla in it, like a vanilla kind of caramelish. I know it's not gonna taste that way. Wait a minute. Oh. Get the fuck out of here, beer oh, snob. A hint of vanilla. Really? No, no, I taste something there. It's almost like a custard-type flavor to it. To me. To me. I, I, I taste like a custard-type <laughs> no. flavor. What no. do you taste? He looks completely confused. Like, there's no fucking custard there in my no beer. Custard. No, no, it's it? not about what's in it. It's about what you smell what you and you taste. You it smell. could be anything. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, I smell Mechanic Fred's beard in this. You could say whatever the fuck you want. That's what I learned. My buddy has a winery, and I, and I realized when you drink your wine... All you do is smell it in anything that it remotely smells like. It doesn't matter whether it's in there or not. That's just what you just rattle off. Hint of. Hint of. <laughs> that one's good. Whatever's in that one, that one's good. It's the Guayava. That's my favorite out of the two so far. Really? Yes. It gives me like a... Like a to me, I get like They're almost like a, really a cream good. soda type yeah. taste out of the it. The creaminess, right? That's, yeah. that's yeah, what that's we want to play with the guayaba. How do we pull that creaminess and play with the pasalito, the guayaba con queso? But uh, or I don't know what you said right the there. Cuban but pastry, it's, the Cuban pastry, guayaba and cheese. Guayaba know, and queso. cheese pastry. So oh, I could definitely get a cheese taste out of this. Okay, so we, yeah. We but a good cheese. Not like yeah, when you're dating like somebody, you get a cheese taste. A good cheese. It's like floating cream cheese on top, bro. That info. No, it's good. It's no, it's, it's, good. Really it's got good. it's got really it's a it's a really smooth taste. Yeah, I like it. I like this. And this is your Wyava. Uh, where to go, Pilsner? That's yeah, good. I would drink both. Two out of two. Mm. Yeah. Right, two out of two. Ain't bad. All right, let's see if we can get you guys on dark beer. This is a day drinker. Now, this here is, is a day it, drinker. Nathan says it's a day drinker. It's a total day drinker. Now this one. Now we we're talking about this beer coming up early. This is your. This is your. It's not a porter. It's a. Uh, we were calling. Yeah, it's it's the Abuela's chocolate porter. So it's, uh, it has chocolate in it, and it Abuelita's has chocolate. and it has uh, Cuban coffee. Cuban in coffee it. in it. All right, I'm uh, this this is this is the one that is in my wheelhouse. All right, definitely in my wheelhouse. He loves porters. Uh, yeah, I love okay. porters. I love I love the chocolate. I love the coffee. I love all that. Miss you, uh, whose ever glass that is, you got to finish mine. it. Finish it. 
we should be rinsing these glasses, but we don't have time for that. But all right, it's so fine. oh, we're still waiting on Chef. No, they're right there. Oh, they're right here. Okay, okay, okay. Got it. And that's go. one right there. Here. I think we need to open no, up two because I'm definitely going to finish this beer. I'm, I'm going to finish all these. Well, we uh, we're going to talk about Ghost, and uh, we got Chris here from uh, Orange I think County. These, these can stay. They don't have to go very you can give me far. a little bit more on that one, Jake. I this one and the like other one, one, the porter's probably not going to be my Take fancy, but which one is that? Oh, that's the... Yeah, it's a yes. chocolate one. It's <laughs> is that the same thing, the chocolate one? That's the chocolate one. All right, my, 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 since I, I, I love this opportunity of, of pouring my own tasters, because now I'm starting to fill it up to the top of the glass. Yeah, you uh, didn't even give Tom any. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Did you guys get something? You guys yeah, got over there. Got okay, it. all right. All right, so this is a chocolate porter, Abolitas. Abolitas Choco Porter. And it has Cuban coffee. It, it has a little bit of Cuban coffee oh, in there, Oh, it smells yeah. great. Oh, my really God. Good. This smells oh. so good. Rachel, you got to try Just this. Just the smell of This it. smells my, like me sitting in, okay, now this is how I can say whatever oh. it smells like to me. This smells like me sitting in, in front of a campfire with a nice cup of coffee smoking a cigar. All right. This one it, is unbelievable. Yeah, this one's great. Are you trying it, Jeff, already? Yeah. It, right out of the can, too. Oh, dude, it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is, is good. Really good. This one's great. Yeah. That is With really, like really good. vanilla ice cream. It tastes like coffee. Right? Like a float. And you know, the thing about this, and the thing about this is for a porter, it feels light. That's what I, that's what I just asked. It doesn't like, feel like feel a heavy, heavy porter. Yeah, it's not. Because the bad thing about porters, it's like a meal. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's yeah. not real heavy. It smells, oh. it smells to me like Steph at prom. <laughs> Are the other cans up for grabs right now? Sounds about right. Only if I get to wear those pimp-ass Mickey shoes. That oh, yeah, yeah. Pass them around. All these cans that are and sitting here, I'm off. keeping. Stick is part of the can, so put that as swag anywhere you want. Mm. Yeah, that, and I that, just started—I just started smelling like a, the cinnamon chocolate more. We, yeah, we threw yeah. a little bit of cinnamon in there. Just I, I just totally got out. a whiff of that cinnamon. Dude, I'm gonna eat oh, it smells so good. <laughs> oh, this is good. Eric, I will tell you, I hate beer. I love that. Yeah. I oh, would drink. You. I would drink that all day. And this is a porter. This isn't a light beer. I would drink that all day. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Abuelita's yeah. chocolate porter. Really great flavor. All yeah. of them are really good. And that's yeah. got uh, right now we're, we're this brewing. This reminds me of Christmas in the winter we'll, we'll, we'll time. We'll open up in LA uh, mm. as soon as we clear everything, but we'll Eric, have a spot hopefully by this. This reminds me. To be honest with you, this just like just sipping it and smelling it just reminds me of growing up. Just it that is how delicious. Do you know what it reminds me of? Christmas. This reminds me of the, of the last beer that I had before Missy loses her shit every time I'm out. But no, no, it really is good. The cinnamon, the chocolate. I gotta tell oh, you, man, it smells so good. I gotta tell you, like Christmas, it, it tastes very good. But the but the but the the smell of it is just like unbelievable. Christmas. Yeah, I've, had, I've had really good beers and they smelt okay, and you know, but this smells so good. Christmas. And, and for a porter, and for a porter, that's good because it's not real heavy. You know, when you mentioned Christmas, it almost... I want a candle made out of this. It reminds me of a chumperado almost. Yeah, almost Christmas. Does, yeah. It reminds me of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely has a chumperado uh, yeah, really vibe does. to it. Oh, that is good. All right, so it's uh, we got Eric here from Three Gooeys, or <laughs> Trace Weyes. Trace Weyes uh, Brewing, and, it, and, 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 and this is before, the, before it opens. He's here, but they're opening a spot in Boyle Heights. And when he opens up the spot in Boyle Heights, we're going to go down there. We're going to—he's going to lock us in the back in like in one we'll of the urinals or something. And we're going to do a show out there. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to do it out there. But that is Eric. And now their social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can hit him up at three. 
Sí, I feel like I need to spell this for all the white people with, that are stupid. You gotta say it with all the Latino tres güeyes. <coughs> brewing. Tres, at tres güeyes brewing. Now, for you white people that are in Pennsylvania, I'll spell that for you. That would be three. And here's Gooey. where I'm gonna spell güeyes, which you're gonna be totally fucked up. But it's three G U E Y E S B R E W I N G. So for all the super white people, it's three gooeys. Yeah, three gooeys. What we yeah. can do is we can brew and hook you up and brew for parties. If you're interested in stuff like that, we can do we can hook something up like that. And I think we can pour at barbershops. So if anyone has a barbershop they want to offer complimentary beers, I know some barbers. we can work something out like I was that. Just gonna and say, I think I know we can get barbers. away with real estate. Man, this is good. You only bought these brought these three cans of this? Do you have any of it left? Uh, we like, can a, I get? Can I get a? Can I go over to your house and get a growler fill? Like, like what? Well, we just canned everything, so we have we have cans left. If you guys want to, oh man, uh, this one's good. Well, I'll let you guys know where we're at, and then I think this is one of my favorite porters. Yeah, that's great. It's really good. Steph, yeah. did you like the dark one? You're not a big dark. Not beer. a big fan of the dark beer, so I'm two out of the three. All right. Really? You didn't like that? Oh, well, so good. And in my defense, just it's a dark beer. Period. It's just, like, I just not, haven't it's had not your flavor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but people get hung up on the color of the beer. No, and, it's, and, just, and it's, it's it's like you're a beer racist, Steph. Yeah, maybe I you're just, judging it by the outer color. You're, you're right. doing the same thing that white people have been doing for years. You're right. I like my beers white. <laughs> just white like you like your white with a thick yeah, ass. Hell. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Just like he likes his women. Okay, well that was that was Eric, and uh, you guys got his social media. You can definitely check him out and uh, follow him. You're you're in at the ground level. He's opening up this brewery in Boyle Heights. Follow him, check him out, and uh, you know subscribe and to all this stuff and and hit him up if you want to try some of this okay. beer. And I'll tell you what, it is really good beer. I mean, everything I tried there was really. You know, I go to breweries all the time. You know what I mean. And uh, I'll go to breweries and like, you know, some of the beers are a little shitty and then there's like one or two that's like, okay, these are their signature beers. Those are good. But all three of those ones I just drank from you, they're all great. Really good. Yeah. They're you all got, top you shelf got beers. Me at not hoppy. There was no, it, they weren't hoppy. Yeah. Well, he didn't bring any IPAs. So, yeah, you know, he's easy. He, do, do you ever do any IPAs? Yeah, we got it. We got an IPA coming in. IPAs are not strong in the Latino community. No, they're not. They're good for the beer community. And that's what. That's way is right. Our culture is like we were born and raised here. Uh, we're veteran owned and operated, so we exist in all these different worlds where you're like, like Selena, like you're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans, and you're not American enough for the Americans. And we kind of this third in between world is who we are, and so yeah. our beers are reflecting that, even in in its style, where we want to be as clean and as proper as beer purists are. But we also want to extend that bridge all the way to the other end, where it's like you're not a beer drinker. Let me. How about taste this beer? Or if you've never tried our culture, taste our culture. Taste what grandma used to make for us in oh, beer. Oh, yeah, that was good. Well, and you so guys we are tried winning. that through beer. You need yeah. a commercial, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Shit, man. All right. So that was Eric from uh, Three Weas, Tres Weas. I've been trying all day, I promise. Well, you know, it's hard for me. When I see gooey, it's harder for me to put that into weas. Oogie boogie. Yeah, I can't even say oogie boogie. Do you want me to see like Trace Weas? Come on. Trace Weas brewing, bowling, boing. Fuck it. You're drunk. Beer's kicking in. All right. Trace. You have to know how to say if you really enjoy it. I do. But I know so like I, I've got go the guy's cell number, so I don't need to know the name. 
Uh, uh, Trace Weyes Brewing Company out of Boyle Heights, California. And that was Eric. Uh, can I give your last name? Or for legal reasons, you want to keep that out? Or nah, you can push it out. Let's push it out. Well, I just know Eric Soto. Yeah. Okay, all right. Just making sure. <laughs> because I don't even know if that's a real name on Facebook. Okay. Uh, but that was Eric, and that was very nice of you. And best of luck with the, uh, with the, with the brewing there in Boyle Heights. And let us know, man, as soon as you open up, me... Tom, Steph, and we'll even invite Missy. We'll come down there and we'll uh, do something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if yeah. Uh, we're already I'm talking to bars there. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what are you going to do? You're going to cut me? What the fuck? I just uh, might. Right. I'm down to make some gangsters. All right. And hey, we see it brought out the Boyle Heights, Jake. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Hey, you know Tom. Tom owns like one of those taco freaking prep thing that one of those tables. Aaron Cook. Hey, so we can make some tacos, man. So we can show up. We can make our own hey, tacos and do a whole show. We can definitely do some good food and beer pairing with this stuff. We need to talk because we were just talking about pairing pairing it up. Yeah, that's kind of what I do. So. All right. Yeah, all right. He okay. makes that Bell's Point. Oh, I yeah. know. We were talking about yeah. that. <laughs> Big commercial brewery. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All this right. is way better. Sorry, Aaron. Okay, Just because right. I'm no, a non-drinker. No, so, uh, I'm not. I'm not painting on any other. <laughs> a, 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 I like beer in general. Okay, if it's I good wish beer, I it's did. I wish I did. That's a, I don't hate on any other beer. Even if you look just like that motherfucker that died from the rock I don't, zombie. I don't movies. like beer, and I liked all three of those. <laughs> Thank you. I would drink all three. I would drink all three of those. Thank you. And we hope you guys do. <laughs> All right, so now we need to move on because we've got a guy that drove a long way out here. Well, it's not that long, but in traffic. Southern California traffic, it's a shitty drive. Uh, so what we, who we have with us is Orange County Ghost and Legends. And what that is, is an, it's an organization dedicated to and specializing in anomalous and paranormal research. And their team of professionals investigate privately owned businesses, historical landmarks, and private residences. OC Ghost and Legends is is a leader and operator who, who we have with us is chris august uh he envisioned an organization that would also allow for the public to further explore their own curiosities with the paranormal by offering public ghost tours and events and those are conducted by their own uh field investigators <clears throat> like most paranormal enthusiasts they love to investigate notorious locations that we have all heard about however finding those hidden gems and locations that have yet to be researched and explored is what they thrive upon. So who we have with us today is Chris August, and he is the uh, owner and founder? That's right. Owner and founder of Orange County Ghost and Legends. That's correct. Okay, so Chris, first off, how did you get into paranormal investigation? God, isn't that the uh, the ultimate question? Um, I mean, uh, it... it in a way, it was kind of in the middle, you know, shall I say, it came out of nowhere. But, you know, oddly enough, I never had any experiences as a kid. It wasn't something that I encountered growing up, but it was something I was just deathly afraid of. Yeah, you know? uh, of, of the unknown, of the supernatural. Exactly. Uh, be that ghosts, be it aliens, uh, Bigfoot, or any monsters lurking in the dark. Um it terrified me, and I always uh, identified the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it, uh, Fire in the Sky in the 90s. Yes. Well, was it, it was, no, Fire in the Sky wasn't the Spielberg one. I'm no, having it was close encounters. The, the guy got abducted. <laughs> yeah, the guy that got abducted in uh, somewhere in Arizona. Anyway, that movie terrified me, and I remember always sleeping with my, my blinds closed or the curtains drawn uh, because I was always, I was just waiting for that beam of light to come in you know, beam me up into the sky through my window. So, and, and of course I 
also credit Unsolved Mysteries, which I'm sure, <laughs> you know, that creepy yeah, theme yeah, music, yeah. which st- still kind of gives me anxiety to hear that music to this day. But uh, now, okay, okay, so you grew up and you had a fear of the unknown. Absolutely. Which, which most kids, most people, and I mean, I think we all kind of have a fear of the unknown. Um, but did you ever have any supernatural or unexplainable or uh, paranormal experiences before you started all this growing up did you ever have any like unexplainable paranormal activity that happened to you in your life growing up no i didn't but it was just definitely something i was intrigued in and really fascinated in and uh it really wasn't until my early early 20s uh where something happened to me and it actually happened in threes and uh, what initially started, it was a visit to the Queen Mary. I'm sure everybody knows. Okay, yeah, very, very, very uh, uh, worldwide known haunted location. Absolutely. So Queen Mary, I went, uh, it was something I did with my sisters, just, uh, you know, it was one of their own ghost walk nights. And it was something that was after hours. And we just did it for fun. And it was great. But I noticed that after this ship walk thing that we did, uh, I started experiencing weird things at home, be it a a shadow figure. Um, I was in uh, Joshua tree and I had something rush up to my ear and, and whisper in my ear. Mm. Um, and then another shadow apparition that I saw in a condo, uh, down in San Diego, uh, we were staying down there just for a weekend getaway. And I, I still see the visual of that person, uh, kind of hanging out of the door frame, like they were using their fingers to hold onto the door and, and hang out, looking at you through the hall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember the visual of it, and I, I just remember running to, you know, get any light switch that I can find. And uh, the person I was with at that time, I, I was yelling, did, did, were you just in the hallway? And she's all the way in the back room, and she says, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. And so anyway, long story short, I ended up going back to the Queen Mary. I brought some friends and said, hey, you guys got to check this out. This is really cool. And uh, the psychic medium that, I, uh, that was there at the time, I had asked her, and this is before I knew anything about this subject and this topic. I was very naive. I didn't understand anything. And I said, is it possible that you can take something home with you? And mm. she said, sure, absolutely. It doesn't happen often. But it happens. And I said, look, I, I've had these weird things that have been happening to me. And whatever it is, I want to bring it back. And so it was funny, but at the same time, it wasn't funny. Um, so after that incident, it stopped. Everything stopped. I didn't have any weird experiences. And I'd say about six months later, I went back to the Queen Mary. And I took something home because another series of incidents that happened in threes took place again. I don't know what the significance of the number three is or why it's in threes, uh, but that was really the catalyst to what uh, got me to jump into this field. Now, now with what you do, I mean, you're not just a guy that says, oh, I'm a ghost hunter. I mean, you actually have a bachelor's degree for the study of metaphys- metaphysical humanistic science. Yeah, this is... Um I mean, this is something that you've dedicated your life to. I definitely am very invested. Um, you know, what started, and I really viewed it as a hobby in the beginning. And, you know, didn't take it all too seriously. But, you know, as we started getting into these places that nobody has ever investigated before, um, I had some pretty profound experiences. And, 
you know, you were starting to get more questions than answers. And unfortunately in this field, you're constantly scratching your head and trying to solve something that you may never solve. And uh, you may just end up running in circles with it. But it's those moments where you were just left completely baffled, where you've gone down the logical explanations and you were just left scratching your head. Those are the moments that I live for. Because let's face it, and I, I, I consider myself very logical and, and analytical, and I'm probably the biggest skeptic uh, mm-hmm. of everyone mm-hmm. amongst our team, especially. Most things can be explained. Absolutely. Right. They, they can be explained. There's a logical answer. There's a natural explanation. But those moments where you are just... Cannot explain. Your mind is blown and you'll never forget it. I live for those moments. Now, I was going to ask you, are, are you a skeptic by nature? And you just kind of clarified that, that you are skeptical by nature. Um, so I know that there's people that have experiences in their lives that they can't explain. And they reach out to guys like you to come and explain it. Now, Now, before we get into the paranormal the unexplainable that you've experienced let's talk about uh, what is the ratio of people that are calling you and saying hey you know lights are going off and on in my house you know doors are slamming but uh, out of the people that call you with 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 uh, paranormal activity what percentage do you think is explainable just ballpark it i mean we're you know this isn't a grand jury testimony probably at least 90 percent 90%. So the majority. So the majority. So the majority of the people out there are thinking, oh, my house is haunted, or, you know, my, my dead grandmother's talking to me, and that kind of stuff. A majority of those people, 90% of the cases that you come across are explainable. Yes. Now, this is based on our investigations. And I always say that just because it didn't happen right, that we were investigating doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of this is based on personal experience. If, if somebody's standing in their kitchen and then all of a sudden they're, and they're alone, nobody else is in the house and their cabinets are slamming and doors are opening and closing. And that's something where you pretty much peed yourself. It was terrifying, but try right. explaining that to somebody and they're going to tell you you're absolutely insane. But nobody could take that away from you because it was yours. And just because we weren't there doesn't mean it didn't happen. But that's what sucks about it is you really need somebody to help validate you or to be present to, to back you up. And unfortunately, that's not always the case. Uh, you don't always have another witness to, to vouch for what happened. Um, but we, we have to carefully... Uh, decide what cases we're going to investigate. And it's really important that those who do contact us actually do their homework because we're, we're putting in our time and our effort um, to go out to these places and we want to see if they can on their own find a logical answer before we haul ourselves. And so our what, so what is your criteria? Like, you know, I, I give you a phone call and I said, you know, I don't know what's going on in my house, but the, all I know is that the lights are turning off and on and the cupboards in my kitchen are slamming in the middle of the night. Like, wh- what is your criteria before you even take a, a, a job or a mission to go investigate? Fair question. Uh, the first thing we'll ask them to do is to journal. Log when Log it's happening. Log what's going on. When is it happening? Uh, what are you doing when it's happening? Mm. Are you noticing any patterns, time of day, time of year? Uh, who's in the home? What are the various, circumstan- various circumstances that could be contributing to this? Could, uh, you know, if they're seeing shadows on their wall, you know, in the middle of the night, well, have they 
have they been leaving their curtains open and there is a car that drives by at the same time every night because John down the street drives home right. late and at the same time every night he's he's got that the, the headlights and there's a, a shadow reflection uh, on the wall so it seems crazy but so a, journaling yeah journaling track log it down it. And, and log it and see what's going on what times is it happening exactly. uh, so you have something to go off of exactly and and in my opinion if somebody doesn't want to take the time to journal. And then they're not it. worth your time at all. You're not worth our time. But yeah. what if it's like a one-time thing? Well. You I, know what I'm saying? Like, do you think a spirit can just pass through that area? Like, they're not staying. They're just passing through. Like a one-off supernatural event. Like a one-off event. supernatural event. Sure. I mean, that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it is it worthy of investigating the whole home? We're, we're looking for patterns. We're right. looking. That's Something what we're looking repeatable. For. Exactly. So, but, but, okay. So there could be a lot of instances out there where it is a one-off event that's not replicatable. It happened one time and that doesn't necessarily discredit that event, but if it's not happening on a routine basis, I mean, there's not really much there to investigate. Exactly. And it, and as you mentioned, it ideally, if it's repeatable, we can go in there and try to gather some evidence. If it was a one-off and as I mentioned before, it could have been a personal experience and we can't tell anybody that that didn't happen and maybe it did. And if it's something that continues to bother people, you know, there's something slamming my cabinets every night. My kids aren't sleeping. They're terrified to go to bed. We really need to do something about this. Uh, and they're taking the time to do their homework. Yeah. We're happy to invest in that and, and, uh, to help people and, and educate them. Um, okay. So we're talking about haunts. Okay. We're talking about paranormal, like an, like a, um, uh, unexplainable spiritual force when it comes to like things like demon possession. Do you believe in demon possession? It's funny that you asked that. Um, to be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. I, I, but you know, I haven't had a demon possess me. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Well, fair uh, enough. I, I, I don't know. i I am really, I'm skeptical of things that have physical interaction. Um, I now, what I'm talking about is scratching and whatnot. I, I think there's, you know, people can feel a sensation. I, I, I think there's possibility for that. Um, but I've been doing this a while now and we've been in some pretty, I'm going to sound very Orange County, uh, some very gnarly places. Uh Um, And I I just, I think ghosts get a bad rap. I I think, I think they're just misunderstood. We're scared of things that we don't understand. Right. And it's very, I personally haven't encountered anything where I feel that I'm, I'm, I'm being threatened. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I, I granted it scares the crap out of you. If you see something that's not supposed to be there, if you're hearing something, a disembodied sound or a voice, that's terrifying, you know, but it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's, it's scary because it's, right. it's, it's unexplainable. Uh, but, you know, as far as possessions, I, I, I don't, I'm, I guess I can say I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards being very skeptical. Now, have you come across situations where people have, have said that they've been touched or harmed or scratched or bitten? All the time, all the time. And we've even had people on tours, one of our locations, Black Star Canyon, it's very notorious in Orange County. I don't know if you've heard of it, Uh, but that's a common place where 
people have been scratched and there was a guy in our group that I was present for who had three lines down his forearm, but getting scratched. Yeah. But my now, now what is okay. Now black star Canyon describe that to the listeners, but what, what is black star Canyon? So black star Canyon is located in Silverado Canyon. I don't know if anyone's familiar with cook's corner. Uh, I've been to cook's corner. Yes. It's down that way. Uh, the Santa Ana mountains, it's part of the Cleveland national forest. And uh, it's probably one of Orange County's most notorious haunted locations. And why is that? What happened there? What's, what is the significance of this particular location? There's a lot of folklore there. And um, it, a lot of what happens at Black Star, we, we like to say it's, it's the people who are scarier than the ghosts. Uh, I, I'd see a ghost any day compared to some of the, the characters that, that find their way out in Black Star Canyon. Um, but just legends of, of satanic rituals and, and uh, sacrifices in the canyon. And have you found any of that to be true? No. No. It's just, it's total just legend and uh, folklore and, but whatever, it gives this place a bad rap. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. There, there have absolutely been things that have happened as far as crimes over the years. I mean, you know. People do things, and that can be anywhere in the world, parks and neighborhoods and cities and towns. So things have happened over the years. Uh, there have been crimes that have been committed, um, but it's like a game of telephone. It's, mm, it's a yeah. start yeah. of a story that is just twisted into something 10 times bigger than it really is or was. Um, now, there are some truths to some of the legends, and on our tours, we talk to people and tell them, you know, this is what's bogus. There is some truth to this story, um, but whatever you've heard, I like to tell people, forget all about it. Mm-hmm. You're going to erase that for tonight because what happens here and what we've encountered has absolutely nothing to do with what you've heard about this place. And that's due to years of being out there and regularly investigating this location, collecting data, collecting information, and... uh it's it's a grab bag. It's now grab now bag. now you're saying that's one of the most haunted locations or allegedly haunted locations in the Orange County, and you've been out there for years. Now, in your personal experience of going out there, have you seen anything unexplainable? Well, you said scratches and stuff. People have shown up with scratches. I have, and uh, it is a location where I've had probably one of my most significant experiences, and we. Uh, the Travel Channel did a show called Mysteries of the Outdoors, and it was originally called Mysteries of the National Parks. Mm-hmm. And they were they were researching strange and bizarre uh, occurrences in the Cleveland National Forest. So they ended up calling us because essentially, if you look up Black Star Canyon, we're going to pop up because we've been out there for so long. Yeah. Uh, so they called us and they said, "Hey, we're doing this show. We're researching Cleveland National Forest." And everything keeps coming right back to Black Star Canyon. What in the world is going on out there? I said, what, what do you, where do I start? Uh, what do you want to know? So what was supposed to be just about a, you know, a 10, 15-minute segment in a show ended up turning into its own episode because there were just so many crazy mm-hmm. things to tell. Um, so we did this episode with them, and uh, it was really cool that we were – able to explain some of these theories that we have out there. And uh, they utilized some of those theories in the episode. And 
But people come out there, if you ask a lot of the teenagers that come out, they're all linking arms. They're all scared. And yeah. some of the guys are, are bringing bats and they think that they're pretty tough. Going to swing at the cold air. That, that encapsulates it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a, bat, a bat is exactly what I go for if I'm battling a ghost. Okay. I, I'm always particularly amused of seeing people like that because they're usually the scaredest people. Uh, the slightest rustle in the bush. They're, they're the ones that are hauling it. Uh, but if you ask any kid or teenager that walks out there, they're going to, uh, the first thing they're going to say is the, the infamous school bus that caught on fire with all the children aboard. And, uh, you hear the harrowing screams of the kids through the Canyon. Mm -hmm. Um, so I won't reveal the extent of that story, but it is one of the most popular legends in Black Star Canyon. And so just kind of let them have it, let them go with it. And, uh, let now, them- now you're talking about a school bus catching on fire in Black Star Canyon. Um, what, what is the story behind that? Well, there was an actual school bus, so uh-huh. it was a real bus. Um, but this bus just sat there for years and years and years. It was just rust, rusting and just like and, a dump off, like yeah. a, an abandoned bus. Exactly. And, and what I'll say is think about it. Um, even if this bus, let's pretend it was 50 years old or uh-huh. let's be generous. Let's put it 75 years ago. Okay. We had journalism. People were documenting things. And in all the years that we've been trying to find any validation to this story, we have never found any piece of documentation about a bus, a bus overturning number one and being right. caught or being caught on fire in the canyon. Let alone having children in the bus, in burning. the bus dying. That's a pretty significant story. You're gonna find some form of documentation of all these kids dying, and in it never bus. happened. Yeah. Plus, wouldn't they take the bus's evidence? Wouldn't they like tow that? Oh yeah, yeah. If, if there was an incident where a bus actually burned up at the Black Canyon, exactly. uh, they're gonna take. It's not gonna be left out there. Yeah. Exactly. So there was. So it's just basically an, an abandoned bus. And in, in, in human nature, we see something that could be creepy, and we make up creepy stories. And you got we, it. You know, just make it all way, way more than what actually happened. You got it exactly. So, so a lot of it comes down to just urban legend. Yeah. Urban legend, yeah. Urban legend, and they're fun, let's face it. I mean, who doesn't like a good story? A good yeah. legend and an urban legend. Um, and, you know, let people have that. We let them enjoy the legend, but all right, we're done with that. Let's get to the real stuff. What's right. really happening out here? So that's that's kind of the difference in what we offer for our tours and our experiences is that we're one, we're not here to convince anybody of anything. No. Either way. We don't want you to believe or disbelieve. What we want you to do is use your brain, use logic, um, but we are very open-minded to possibilities, and we want people to be open-minded as well. Um, but we're not we're not theatrical. We're not in costumes. We're not, you know, more matter of a matter of a fact. Um, yeah. uh, Spadra Cemetery, Spadra, Spadra. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not that's not a place that you're that you regularly investigate. No, we have not done that one. Okay, and and that's just a, that's just a cemetery somewhere outside of Pomona. I guess it's not really OC, so that'd be. I've heard of, of it. Well, we're not we're not confined to Orange County. We, uh-huh. we do things in Orange County. We do things in San Diego, L.A., uh, Nevada, and Arizona. So we're. Okay, so so I mean, you guys are obviously. Hold on, what what do you have to say there, Jeff Jeffrey? Hold on, what was it? 
Have you uh, been to the site over here in Lytle Creek where the old railroad crossing is at? I have not. Is that one of those gravity spots where your car rolls the wrong way and you put baby powder on the back and <laughs> the there's babies hill, pushing yeah. you? One, one of those well, gravity Well, we hills? actually did it when I was a teenager and we had cleaned up the back of the, what's the name, uh, the car that we rolled on and it did roll up the... the it did roll uphill. But when we did go, like, we went into the field to see, and it is... A, talking to your mic, Jeff. You're talking with your hands, not the mic. <laughs> uh, we went into the field, and it does look like an optical illusion. But there was handprints on the back of the of the vehicle that we were on. So that's a, one of the things that I always ask anyone that does any of the paranormal if they've ever been there. Okay, okay. But l- let me get back to Chris, and let me, let me, let me say this. Um, so you've been around this a lot. <laughs> And you've been going to locations that are considered to be paranormal activity, paranormal stuff going along. And you said in Black Star Canyon, you've had people that have shown up with scratch marks and stuff like that. Um, what are some of the other locations that Orange County Paranormal and Legends, what are some of the other locations in OC that you guys go to? San Juan Capistrano is our, our bread and butter down there. We love San Juan Capistrano. Why San Juan Capistrano? What's going on in San Juan Capistrano? Well, uh, the if anybody's been there, there it's the home to the oldest occupied neighborhood in California. So it was essentially okay. the birthplace of Orange County. Okay. So we're going all the way back to the 1700s, and it, it it's a really cool little town right next to the railroad tracks. Um, it's incredible, but when you look at it, you're thinking this is a cool, you know, lively town. There's a bunch of restaurants. It's very modernized, but it still has that old Old feel historic feeling. It's really cool. But you know, there's noise, there's planes, trains, automobiles, there's drunk karaoke across the street. You know, there's, there's a lot of life, no pun intended, uh, in this town. But I always say if we could shut off San Juan Capistrano for just one minute, the things that we have picked up in the different buildings that we've investigated in San Juan, we have some of our best audio evidence that we've ever obtained in San Juan. In San Juan. Yep. And and okay, let me let me let me talk about that for a second. So in San Juan, so so yeah, how do you investigate? What are some of the tools of your trade? Well, I think it depends on who you talk to. Uh, some people are very electronic and gadget oriented. Uh, I would say the most reliable piece of equipment that we're consistently referencing uh, is audio. Audio. And that's using a digital audio recorder. Some people still use the old school uh, cassette tape, and uh-huh. uh, they which they would swear be more sub- uh, uh, well, cassette tape would be more susceptible. Susceptible. Uh, yeah, yeah, that susceptible. word. Susceptible. That one. Yeah. It would be more susceptible to magnetic. Because that's the way that it records. But digital yeah. audio, not so much to just magnetic pulses. And, and okay, okay, so let's talk about you and, and, and let's talk about in San Juan Capistrano. Uh, you go out there and you have a digital recorder and, and uh, some type of a microphone. And what is some of the evidence that you've picked up on those recorders? Well, the thing is when you're using audio is we have to try to obtain as much of a controlled environment as we can. So as I mentioned, with San Juan, you have all this noise. You have noise contamination. So all the way till 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Um, so we, we want to try to obtain the best environment where it's the quietest. You, got, you literally have a train track right there, which I'll get to that in a second. Don't let me forget to talk about the train. Um, but 
it's a common question that people ask. Why in the heck do you always have to investigate at night? Why does it have to be dark? Well, ghosts don't discriminate between night and day. They really don't care. But at night, our senses are heightened. That's when we get the most quiet. In the daytime, we're all our faces are on our phones. Nobody's paying attention. There's and just at night, our, our not, at night, our vision's impaired, so we're more aware of our surroundings by what exactly. we hear, exactly. what we feel. Yep. You know, and it's funny because you were talking early on, and you were talking about when you were a kid getting scared and trying to find the light switch. And why is it by human nature that whenever something fucked up happens, paranormal, the first thing we want is light. Light's comfort. So you can see. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, well, it's, I guess so. It's, it's see. Strictly well, because, strictly but it's defense. Yeah, but but what, if, what if it happens during the day? Then there's light. Then it's Shit's still times. just 100,000 percent even more scarier. Yes, and you know it's real. But, uh, but also as, as <laughs> if kids. If it happens in the daytime. We're, we're predisposed to think that bad things happen in the night. So when it's that's true. out, you're, it's you're, how we you're kind of pre- you're pre- you're predisposed to that. I'm pretty that's sure true. that was started by the KKK. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, right. Uh, so so uh, back, to, back to San Juan Capistrano, and we'll get to the railroad in just a second. But in San Juan Capistrano, you're going out there with a digital recorder. And what are some of the things that you have captured on that digital recorder? Uh, well, we're hearing voices, uh, voices that sound like a conversation and as i mentioned we got to be so controlled that we have to identify every single sound and noise that we make so Uh that that person who's listening later is not confusing a stomach growl for some demonic entity trying to talk to you through the through the audio uh somebody's just hungry they're hungry for a burrito um but the voices and i you don't understand it until it happens until you were there during an investigation. Now, do you ever hear these in voice, these voices like you're there, you hear the voice and you capture the voice or is it only showing up on the recorder? Sometimes. So it can be both. It can be both. It can be both. And it's even, it's wild when you hear it in the moment and then it translates through the audio. Uh, but it's, I think it's even more disturbing when you hear it in real time, but it doesn't come through on the audio or vice versa, it comes through you on the audio. You don't hear it, yeah, and, and you, you don't, don't hear, hear it. And yeah. You're thinking, holy cow, how did I not catch that? That right. was so loud. We're acknowledging clearing our throat or a stomach growl, and we did not acknowledge this loud voice that just came through on the audio. And that's you, you don't understand it until you were there to experience that and you hear it play back. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And, 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 and in these conversations that you've captured in these paranormal activities uh, – like, what's your most memorable thing that you captured? Is it just like a wailing? Is it a baby crying? Is it an actual conversation? Is it somebody somebody calling you guys out directly? I mean, what kind of what kind of audio are you capturing? It can be anything from what sounds like a somebody having a conversation over you about it, you, like referencing you being there in the situation that they're at. It could be about you. It can be something entirely random. Um, one of my favorites is the spirits in this particular location, which is the Camino Real Playhouse in San Juan Capistrano. It's one of our favorites. We've captured the most insane audio clips in that theater. Mm. But on multiple occasions, we had a spirit come through or something came through on the audio that sounded like it was mocking me. 
and I'll be the first to say that you know I you know I'll use I use a lot of colorful language when I'm startled, and I'll I'll drop the f bomb over and over, and I'll of you course know, whatever my natural reaction is. That's how you know I'm scared is when I say Jesus Christ or oh um, fuck <laughs> or that yeah. oh fuck a ghost just grabbed my dick yeah okay <laughs> I got you yeah so um what we what came through and, and transpired through this audio was when I said Jesus Christ there was a a, a voice that came through that was a, a distorted Jesus Christ right after I said mimicking it, you mimicking me and that happened a couple times and we kind of just we theorize in a pl- in the playhouse that whatever's there is pleasant and we, we're not threatened by it but you imagine the people that have come through the playhouse actors comedians the the kind of personalities that you would have there and is it possible that you know they're very intelligent they're they're making their presence known maybe they're trying to uh, identify themselves with somebody else in the theater um but we have a, a running theory that playhouses and i'm talking theatrical you're not your movie theater but uh, yeah theatrical uh, playhouse theatrical playhouse that they're what we call very audio heavy audio heavy so mm. not so much visual not not a lot of seeing apparitions or full-bodied apparitions, but we would leave those investigations feeling kind of like, ah, man, this was a bust. Uh, nothing happened. It was just quiet. And we, we don't understand it. And then we would go back and we would listen to all the audio. And there was just chatter everywhere. Yeah. That we had no idea was happening so you couldn't hear it in the moment but it was happening okay let me ask let me ask you this and uh because because you're around the paranormal activity and you've been around this you've seen things that are unexplainable you've recorded audio of things that are unexplainable let me ask you this what is your belief because uh, apparently this consumes your life the supernatural things we can't explain so in your best opinion like when we go into God and the devil or, or, or evil and good or whatever, but what happens to us after we die in your best opinion? I know it's just an opinion, but of course it's close to your heart. What do you, what, what do you believe? Um, you know, I, I think, I think our energy energy may stay here. Uh, once, once we, our souls leave our vessel, which is our body. Um, souls also that could be that could be combined with spirit sure spirits yeah spirit soul yes so if you know it's anybody's guess as far as do spirits choose to stay do they choose to want to go are they stuck i think that's a common perception is that they're stuck here what if they want to be here um i i believe that there are elements of us that stay behind, whether that's if we can kind of check back, check in and out from heaven or whatever, if, if it's uh, you're either in or you're out or if it's kind of come and go as you please. Uh, but I, I think there's absolutely something to this or I wouldn't be doing it as skeptical as I may be. Okay, so let's say, Chris, Chris, you, you die. What do you expect that's going to happen? I don't know. Isn't that the ultimate question? I, uh, you know, is there the white light? Do we go to the light? Um, 
I, I would like to believe that we go somewhere good. I'm not sure if I really believe in the heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I believe in that black and white. Mm-hmm. And but that could be, I, I'm not a religious person. I'm spiritual, but I, I've never subscribed to any particular religion. Mm-hmm. I'm very open-minded um, to any possibility, but I, I don't necessarily think that it's black and white. And I think, you know, I, I think just we have, we will have remnants of ourselves, our energy will stay behind and be that residual, which is like a, when people see like a re a repeat or replay of, uh, just like somebody's routine. Maybe grandma hangs out in the kitchen and you see her every week. She's doing the same old thing as she Mm -hmm. always does. Um, now, obviously, this doesn't happen for everybody. No. Because there's been a lot of people that have died in our world. Exactly. And so if, if everybody that died in our world came back and did some of these random repeats, like grandma in the kitchen and stuff like that, uh, d- dude, everybody would be seeing ghosts or apparitions all the time. Right. right. So what makes these apparitions that we can see, like, why are they so special? Why are they back here? Why is it not everybody? Why just these select people? Well, I think depending on who you talk to, and especially if you talk to mediums or, or anyone who allegedly can, can speak to the other side, um, is it possible, they have the common belief that there's unfinished business, that mm. they're not done here, they have something that uh, they need to stay behind for, maybe they're checking on someone. A reason. Do you, do you think it's the apparition's choice? Like something possessed them so hard. Like, uh, I don't know, grandma needs to make her famous oatmeal cookies and she never got to it. So she keeps going back to the kitchen every week. No, but, but, but seriously, do you think it's like, do you think it's the apparition's choice or who's making that call where they get to come back? Well, that's something that's, I mentioned residual energy, residual, residual energy, residual, and it can also be considered the, the stone tape theory, which is a, a replay. So it, the question is, is that, are, is this residual energy just a, an imprint? Or uh, is this, and when I say residual, think of like a movie, just, just replaying. It just, it's a scene that repeats. Yeah. And it's believed that the spirit or that energy doesn't see us. They are not aware that we are there. And we are necessarily aware that they are there. However, that lucky person, whoever it may be, may just catch a glimpse of that repeat energy and be lucky. That's why people can describe someone, you know, wearing a a cowboy vest and cowboy boots and they'll describe the detail. It's very real like you and I, Uh, but it's just a brief glimpse and that's it. But it's a, it's a replay. Now we focused on the audio that you've heard and the audio voices, et cetera. But what have you seen with your eyes? I have seen some apparitions, and I mentioned before I got into this, I saw the shadow in the hallway. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a shadow in my bedroom. I've seen something at Black Star Canyon that, and I, I'm always hesitant to tell the story because my logical self always thinks this is this is insane. I can't. I, I want to hear it. I, <laughs> I want to hear it. Tom, do you want to hear it? Hell yeah, we want to well, hear it. Hell yeah, we want to hear it. Um. It definitely takes the position of the most, I guess, one of the most significant experiences that has ever happened to me that 
as skeptical as I am, unless I was completely delusional, which, hey, that's, that's absolutely possible. Maybe I was losing my mind. Maybe I watched too many scary movies the night before. I don't know. That's my, that's my logic coming through. But a particular evening that I was leading a tour, this was approximately, it's been about five Four to five years now. And so you're there working. You're leading a tour of people that are out on a paranormal field trip. Exactly. Investigation on a tour. Mm-hmm. And so you're totally business-minded. You're there, and you're just leading these people, telling them the stories of the location that you're at, and right. then what happened. So we're walking along, and there's a bend in the road. And I would say it's about 60 feet ahead. From my visual perspective, there was a apparition of something in the middle of the road. It was crouched down, and I, I remember it taking three steps, and it disappeared off into the shadows. Um, you couldn't see it from my perspective, but it just disappeared into the dark. Now, when I say this, it doesn't sound like much. However, there are distinct characteristics that stood out to me that are just ingrained into my brain that I've never forgotten it. And what I witnessed are this thing had long, narrow arms, Hmm. long, narrow legs. It was crouched like it could walk on all fours. Mm -hmm. And it had a very, it had a grayish, hue to it it wasn't a glow you think glow you think something bright uh this was a hue it was just a very soft gray i didn't see a face i only saw a side profile and three steps and it was gone three steps um into the dark now in this moment this is what i call the flight attendant effect and in the moment i didn't tell the group what happened i I was stunned i kind of i kind of froze and mm-hmm. I, I was, I was just stuck. I was, I was trying to process, trying it. To process what, what just happened. And I remember there was a guy to the right of me and he was kind of looking at me and nudging me. And he, what did you see? And I didn't say anything. And my theory is when, when you're terrified of flying and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're nervous and you're having anxiety and who, who are you going to look to for comfort? When you're going to look to the pilot, the tour guide. <laughs> you can't, yeah, you can't see the pilot, but who are you looking the to? Flight for the flight attendants, right? So in that moment, I didn't want to panic, and I didn't mm. want to lose my shit because, you know, people are looking to me to kind of gauge if they should be scared or not. Right. So I didn't react other than just kind of being stunned. I just kind of, you know, stammered over my words and, and moved forward. So if it weren't for the very next night, and I'm sorry, not the next night, the next weekend, I would have completely erased this incident from my brain. And the following weekend, we did what we call an into the depths walk where we take a small group deeper into the canyon. Most people can't go more than an hour and a half, two years before they start complaining about the bathroom and their feet hurt. So we do an extended like stuff, <laughs> right? Like, hey, I, I don't know. Go, Steph, is, that, is that common? I don't know. <laughs> nah, only when I have good beer. <laughs> okay. So the very next weekend we had that small group and 
this a similar bend. It was a darker area, which is a, a hotbed of weird things. Just this this particular threshold that we cross is where things get bizarre. So we reached that point and I looked around the bend and I again I froze. But this time, what I witnessed, now hear me out. You guys are, you can judge, but just judge me later. Um, (laughs) uh, What I saw was this figure that was standing upright. And it had the same distinctive characteristics. Like the slender figure that you saw before that was crouched down. Yes. Almost like the Slenderman uh, type folklore that has creeped around. Not quite as tall, but the the slimming slimming, uh, body structure is is similar. But there were no facial features. I didn't see any facial features. And this one had a grayish hue to it. The same as what you saw before. Well, actually, the one before, this one had a gray, but the one before... um, did I say that one was gray? If I did, this one was green. It was a greenish hue. The second one was the gray. Okay. All right. So this one had the same long arms, the mm-hmm. same long legs, but it was upright. So it wasn't crouched. It was, it was a di- different posture. But oddly enough, I felt kind of peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah. And, and did you feel at the, the same peacefulness the first time you oh saw God, the crouch no. one? No. no, the first one scared the crap out of me. was straight up fear. <laughs> straight up fear. The second one was more peaceful. Y- yes. Okay. But what's weird, remember I mentioned the person who had the three scratches up their arm. This right. is where that story ties in. Ooh. So within about 20 seconds, mind you, the people in this group had no idea what happened the weekend before. I didn't even tell my team because I just thought I was delusional. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of chalking it up to... I was just seeing things. So when I witnessed the second, whatever this thing was, we call him Mr. Gray. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I I remember I was stammering over my words. I I really didn't know what to say within Mm -hmm. that 20 second period. There was another guy in the group who was wearing those long under armor sleeves. Yeah. And he starts complaining that he's feeling a a burn on his arm. And lo and behold, he, he, he pulls up the sleeve on his arm. And there's scratch marks. And there are three, there are three lines going up and down, or down his arm. Uh, and you could see little remnants of blood. Little Ooh. remnants. So, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty intense physical contact. Yes. Now. But you were at peace. Exactly. There's but the irony. Were you at peace because you had seen it before? So you kind of were like, oh, no. This is real. I have seen this before. So you weren't shocked, maybe? I, I don't know. You know that's that's a, a, a yeah. good question. Um, I think it was more whatever it was, the energy of it didn't make me feel threatened. But the other guy probably felt threatened because he had I, scratches on his arms. Uh, well, that's the irony is why did he have a completely contradicting experience to what I felt? Um, now, my skeptical mind... I don't know how I, I'm thinking, oh, come on. I, for all I know, you did that yourself. But who am I to judge him? I just saw this weird alien-looking thing, and I hear I'm, you know, thinking he right. just... Now, now my question is, you had two incidents in the same general vicinity, uh, back-to-back, a gray and a green, mm-hmm. uh, slender-type 
Okay, now we're talking about apparitions earlier. Now apparitions take on the form of a, like a human apparition, but obviously your your physical description of these two figures that you saw were not human. I don't feel they were human. So what do you think it was? I struggle to have an answer for that. Uh, but if you had to guess, if I had to guess, it it looked some. The second one looked more extraterrestrial nature. Mm. The first one was more of a creature. And okay. If that second weekend hadn't happened, I would have erased the first one, but because it happened back to back in the same distinct characteristic, I, that has just thrown me for a loop, you know, because I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I have never forgotten. It has never happened since. It was just those two back-to-back weekends, and God, it scared the crap out of me. But the second one, I just had a calming, a calming feeling in the sense that I didn't feel like I needed to run or that I was in danger, if that makes sense. So I, I just kind of felt, huh. But I, I, I just, you know, when you see things, it's, it feels like so much time has passed, but it was really a split second. And so it just seemed like it's slow motion in my brain. So, you know, I tell the story and I say, look, I, I don't know what this was. Was this an alien? Was this a creature? I, was I just seeing things? Anything is possible. I can't rule out anything, but it is something I will absolutely never forget. Forget. Now, Eric, you have a question? I do have a question. Sure. So in your experience, right, so it's something... Oh, so you have this, whatever it is, right? A spiritual, energetic being. It's interacting with us. So we play on some energetic level, and that's a lot of energy to transfer something I can't see to something I can physically feel, and it breaks my skin. So is there, like, a trend or a pattern or a certain type of person or personality trait, or is there, like, something in common with the people that really have that kind of physical, visceral experience versus someone like me who... I can go out looking and try to seance and do a Ouija board and, 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 and go to Haiti and do all these weird things. And it's really hard for me to get anything mm-hmm. versus these people who like, I, I was just there and I was wearing Under Armour and I got scratched. So is there, the question is, do you, is there like a certain trend within these people that have a, like that visceral experience? Basically like a certain trait of these individual people that are um, more susceptible yeah. to... Uh, having these types of experiences is what I'm getting yeah. from that. The people who are reporting these experiences have generally had life experiences of something paranormal in nature. That is common. Uh, it's not as common for somebody to report it who's never had anything happen to them. It has happened, but it's not nearly as common. Um of course, some of the aspects, and for me, that's half of the fun of doing an investigation. I like to look at things from a psychological perspective. And we're looking at the background of people. Who are they? What do they do for a living? What's their history? Um, and these are important questions to ask. And it's not to judge people or it's not to you know criticize, but you know, what are they going through in their life? What, you know, are they experiencing a lot of trauma? Are they, those factors play in, in stress and certain scenarios where your brain does things. And, and I, we can't rule that out. Some people like attention and, uh, 
some of my most favorite cases that we've ever done are the ones where I really get to kind of dissect the person. And I thrive on that. I love to observe the person. And I, I have a favorite case that it was a private home. And of course, I'll, I'll never be able to disclose who they are or whatnot. It was a private case. But I can tell you that in my honest opinion and heart of hearts, I believe that case that I'm referring to was a total scam. And why but, is that? But, before I say that, but I, I will never <laughs> tell them or admit that it was the best case I ever did. Except here on Radio Underland, we're live. <laughs> so now, Jake, Jake talked earlier in the show about, like, demonic possession, and you said that you're very skeptical of that. But now, and the question comes up a lot with people waking up at 3 o'clock, like 3 a.m., the so threes. is that something to do with the threes again? Even Chris, or, you were talking about threes earlier. Do you think 3 a.m. plays into it? Uh, well, some people say it's 2 a.m. Some people say it's 3 a.m. Uh, it's that um, those early morning hours. The, we haven't the had any. Hour. The hour. Yeah, the witching hour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in my opinion, I think things happen during those hours because that's when we're at most calm. And that's mm. when we're more in tune. When our mind is open. When our mind is open, um, when things are just There's peaceful. a whole thing about that, the law of threes. The triangle and, you know, the repetition between life, death, and the afterlife. And, like, there's, there's like, this whole... I forget what the name of the book was that I read that was associated with some of the stuff that we're talking about. Hmm. You're referring to numerology? The, the, law, the law of threes, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. super interesting. That's a, and that's a whole other other field of exploration. I, I'm intrigued with numerology, um, and and I it's anybody's guess the significance of my experiences and why they were in threes. I have no idea. Uh, maybe it was just coincidence that they just happened to to I just happened to experience them in threes, and in you know these are six months apart or whatnot. So there there might be something to that. Um, but as I mentioned with that private case, half of the fun for me was observing the scam. And he may have think he may have thought that he had us hook, line, and sinker, that we were drinking the Kool-Aid. But I just loved observing everything that he did. I loved observing those moments where I was on to him. And he didn't realize that I was on to him. And let me put it this way. If you were given a piece of evidence where somebody said there's, there's something in my room or my house and uh, they show you a video of, let's say, uh, a lamp from one corner of the table being thrown off the table. Okay. They show you this video. First thing I'm going to ask is send me the video. I want to see it. Right. But they won't. They insist that they have full control. Well, I'll show you when you get here. So it's almost like a, a, a tactic or a, a alluring or a baiting. baiting well, not even so much, but why? what are you trying to hide? I right. want to dissect the video. I want to look at it in our time. We want to sit with it. We need to, piece by piece, we need to look at it. But that's a red flag, number one. You're not going to show us the footage, uh, or at least we can't have possession of it. 
okay, you know what? We're, we're intrigued. Now you have our attention because we want to see this lamp being thrown off the table. Um, but what was suspicious about it is if the camera's only filming the top of the table, we're missing the whole under the table, right? Right, right, right. So we don't know what's going on underneath. Underneath. And, you know, maybe it was just the angle that he caught it, and maybe it's, you know, oh, sorry, I didn't. And why was the camera on at that particular time and all kinds of crap? Well, it was a a phone camera. This person allegedly woke Uh up in the early morning hours and saw or heard rattling on their desk. And and started filming. Started filming. Um, So anyway, I, I loved that investigation is my just complete favorite because I loved every second of dissecting that person. And I, I was on to him the whole time. And, uh, some people may have a very, uh, different opinion. The investigators that I was working with at the time, but now what it, do you think? What do you think drove him to do that? Attention. <laughs> that sounds like something I do. Like when I'm 80, you know, you're like, you're like bored at home and, you know, you call up the guys, you know, the supernatural fucking inspector that's in your local, you know, uh, YouTube phone book or whatever the hell. Now, now what I what I do years. see in the comments is somebody was saying that after their father-in-law uh, passed away, uh, that they could still smell the cologne mm-hmm. and uh, the smoke of whatever they used to smoke in the living room. Is that a common uh, kind of occurrence where people have smell sensory uh, traces of somebody that was around? It is. That's very common, uh, especially if somebody... It, it tends to happen very soon after a passing. Hmm. So there is a short span of... This happens a lot with family members. Uh, maybe your uncle passed, your grandmother passed. And a lot of times, uh, whoever it is, is seeking validation to just reassure you, I'm here I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get your attention. And a lot of times we tell people just acknowledge it and say, thank you. Thank you, grandma. I know you're here. Thank you. You can go. Okay. So like, do you, then that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think that they like come like, okay, like here's a story for you that freaks me the F out every time my mom talks about it. Um, so one Mother's Day, she was really sad because none of her kids had called her. She's because she has horrible kids. Yeah, we're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was feeling sad that morning because we hadn't called. Because she works at, she wakes up at 5 a.m. and nobody else in their right mind gets up till 9 a.m. on a Sunday. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she was just kind of doing laundry and doing things around the house, waiting for her kids to call her to tell her Happy Mother's Day. Sulking. And she said when she walked through the door, hallway to go to the laundry room there was nothing but when she came back right by the hallway there's like a little shelf where they put like their keys and their purse Mm -hmm. and their shrines and their stuff not her shrine but (laughs) she puts her stuff there and she always had like this glass uh vase that had like that fake water but actually it was like glue you know with flowers in it Mm -hmm. and she said there was a flower on the floor but the flower wasn't missing from the vase because there wasn't a hole where the, it would have been glued into. It was just another flower, but that it looked like it came from there. It was the same flower, but it was another one. Huh, okay. Yeah. And she was like, maybe it was my mom telling me, like, Happy Mother's Day. You're fine. Like, you're okay. The flowers still exist. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still there. Really? There's not a missing hole. Hmm. 
But she said she felt at peace. She wasn't afraid. She's just like, that was just my mom coming in, telling me, like, happy Mother's Day. You're fine. Like, your kids will eventually call. She wasn't talking to anybody. Uh-huh. But, but she that's just, what she felt. She just that's, felt That was her interpretation. That was her interpretation. Sure. Yeah. And she just felt at peace. Yeah. When she tells me that story, I'm like, oh, hell no. Don't <laughs> yeah. you ever do crap like that to me. Yeah. Because that will freak me out. She's mm-hmm. like, no, I just felt at peace. She's, yeah. she's just going to grab yeah. your toes in the middle of the night. Yeah, she really will, too. <laughs> was that the one time? Was that a one-time occurrence? One time. One time. Uh-huh. Was that shortly after? No. Years no? later. Years later? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not, it's not unheard of that things happen later common it's most common that things will happen shortly after a passing um but you know there's there's also stories of spirits leaving pennies pennies are you know mm-hmm. uh, are common for some reason i don't know what it pennies. is about spirits i've never heard pennies. about that hmm. um, but a lot of people will find just random coins just i always get pennies in my floor. shoe pennies how you get to the other side of the river well maybe the Maybe. river sticks, no, right? No, no. They used to put the pennies, no, the what, coins what, what, what on is the, the What is the logic or, or the, the explanation of the penny syndrome? No logic. There's no explanation. Uh, it, it's, huh. a, it's a bizarrely common report that people will find just coins. You know, they'll, they'll go into the bathroom and then they'll walk out five minutes later and they're finding coins, you know, hmm. thrown on the floor. Um, you won't hear anything. Um, you know, my, my sister who's in Minnesota, she, you know, recently told me that there, she had a book that was thrown off her shelf. Huh. Um, it was a Spanish book mm. <laughs> and, and it, did it say it gooey or ways? <laughs> All right. Uh, it was a, it was a Spanish book that ended up opening to a certain page and she keeps asking me, why, why is it a Spanish book? Is it trying to, something trying to tell me to brush up on my Spanish? Well, I don't know, hell if I know. Um, but you know, and, and things that are being thrown off her refrigerator, uh, she's finding stuff on the floor and, uh, you know, it, it's anybody's guess why a spirit is going to leave certain objects, but a lot of them may be of sentimental, you know, nature. So it might make sense to the person that is, that's experiencing it. Um, but it's spirits from the other side in, in theory, especially family members who have passed, they will do something to seek your acknowledgement and just, just I, whatever I got to do, if I got to slam your cabinets, just tell me, you know, I'm here. Mm, acknowledge it acknowledge it like do you think people some people are more susceptible to that kind of stuff than others because like i think my mom is i think my sister is i'm Hold on. terrified now now v you have a story i'm terrified and i think i know where you're going with this because you had a you had a relative a close a very close person. i have lots of stories but the most recent one uh, we lost our nephew. I'm sorry. And he was murdered. And we had his ashes at our house right after the passing. And I'm very susceptible to energies. Not to be like, I'm not psychic or anything, but I, I feel energies. Sure. And I always have like Himalayan salt and amethyst in my windows to kind of keep it purified in my home. Anyways, uh, we had his ashes in our house for a few months, maybe like six months or so, maybe a year. I don't know. Anyways, I noticed when I would clean the house, usually on Mondays I'm by myself, Stefan is at work, and I have these peacock feathers 
actually they were my great grandmothers. That's when you were talking about the smells. When my grandma passed, I smelt T Rose, which she wore the same week of her death. So that's hit me. Yeah. Anyways, my peacock feathers are facing a certain direction. They can't be turned. Like it's a vase and they'd be turned the other way. And I'd ask Steph, like, did you move these? And he's like, why would I touch these? Another thing is, um, when he was with us, Steph went on a family trip to Fiji and it was this warrior with a penis we have in our, and he, when he saw it, he was just like playing with it and teasing Steph. Are you, did you ever play with it? (laughs) Just the tip. (laughs) And, um, anyways, he, he messed with it. And when I would be cleaning the house on my Mondays, I would notice that this Fiji doll, the warrior would be faced a different direction. And I noticed it continuously. And then I started noticing heavily and I would be like, I'm and not he tripping. brought that to you from Fiji? Steph brought Steph it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Kevin just saw it and was thought it was funny because it was a big dick. Yeah, right. And so anyways, for months I'd be like, and then finally one day I was just like, Kevin, I am cleaning. I need you to leave me alone right now. Really? And you actually, said that? I said this because I am aware that you're supposed to acknowledge them. Also, I had in my kitchen these hanging things, little decorative <laughs> things, and they would one would be moving. No wind, nothing. And that's when I was like, I'm cleaning. I need you to leave me alone right now. And then it would be peaceful for like a couple weeks. And then it would start all over again. And then when his sister came in, got him. His, his ashes, gone. his remains. Nothing, I we even had no. anything It sense. left with his ashes. Wow. Steph, do you, do, you, do you? He thinks I'm crazy. Steph, what do you think about what V is saying? About- Not crazy. I just think there's logical, <clears throat> excuse me, explanations to a lot of the. Issues that she was having. Well, uh, like what? Example, like the Fiji doll's dick was magnetic and it was facing and it was the opposite north. way. It's, it's, it's sitting on top of the fish tank and, the, and it the does fish not vibrate. vibrate. The fish is pretty volatile. No, he's no he he moves around a lot. So it's you don't you don't think anything of that had to do with your nephew Kevin? You think it was all explainable? No, the no. the the vase where the the uh, peacock feathers are at is on top of a subwoofer. For the surround sound. It wasn't sound. doing this before. We've the lived surround there for sound, The surround five sound years. for the television has a subwoofer, and this is where this... Well, Steph, are, are you... Are, I mean, have you ever have you ever experienced anything supernatural at all? Uh, you know, I'm super skeptical about it. Yeah. He never believes me. You know what? I that's try, okay. That's okay. I try not to believe anything, because I'm literally the girl that won't watch a scary movie. Everything terrifies me, legit. But mm-hmm. my mom and sister are super, like... All about it. Like, I always say, like, my grandma was a bruja, and my sister is too. Like, legit. Because they're just open-minded well, to everything. L- l- let me ask you, Chris, about this. Is there certain types of people that you think are more susceptible to... We've probably asked that question, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when yeah, I was yeah. pissing? Oh, I was yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I have a follow-up question. I was so, in the bathroom. So we have... So, when we acknowledge, right, then if, if the spirits acknowledge it's, it's, it's pacified, it can, it can move forward, it, it can disconnect. So then what do we do about the theory, like within a lot of Latino cultures, we have uh, the Day of the Dead coming up, where that is a direct and very powerful, very emotional acknowledgement, um, which I didn't even, I like the cultural aspect to it personally. Yeah, I've seen Coco. It, right, Coco, right, Coco. Um, and then I really got into it, and I got into, I took the ancestry thing, and I'm looking into my, my, my past, let me see the cultural norms. I kind of started buying into it a little bit, not, not 100%, but there is this, like, I, if I talk to my grandma, to her, no, yeah, our family really is acknowledging this. 
they're also susceptible to the same like oh yeah I, you know i smelled you know your mom sat at my foot you know at the foot of my yes. bed today there's things like that but there is acknowledgement and acceptance of the spirit so mm-hmm. i mean there's no like finite black and white right i agree to that that's a whole different world maybe we don't quite understand and we're limited in understanding but acknowledgement really doesn't get rid of it either clearly because there's a whole like continents worth of <laughs> worth of cultures that yeah. literally acknowledge it yeah it's not a guaranteed solution I mean, okay. it, it it depends on who it is if we're theoretically assuming that there is a spirit there who is the spirit what do they want I and mean, we don't we don't have those answers generally speaking especially when we do private homes uh the 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 best solution that we have because we're we're not going in there to cleanse or clear anything uh, we're not the church we're uh you know it's i i feel personally i feel very uncomfortable telling people that we're going to get rid of something i i've i've never told anyone that because i don't know if I have that ability and I don't even know if that's possible. I have no idea. I am not going to tell you that. I think it's a big responsibility and I, nobody who knows me has ever heard me say those words that we will get rid of something in your house. Our purpose is to go in there. Here's what we collected. There's a logical answer for A, B, and C. We weren't able to replicate, you know, uh, E, um, is it paranormal? We don't know. Uh, you know, you may be feeling uncomfortable over here because there's a lot of electrical EMF over here that commonly makes people feel very, you know, anxiety ridden, very heavy and uncomfortable. Um, and then we can give people advice. We have a medium on our team, a psychic medium, um, and her role is to also educate. And here's some things you can do. We're not telling you it's going to go away. If you are scared, you know, Try acknowledging, see if it stops. In most cases, people will come back and tell us, you know, after I really kind of accepted ownership of my home and I took my home back, I feel a lot better and I'm not bothered by it. Some people accept it. They're, they believe that there's, you know, I don't have a demon in my house. I'm just going to deal with it and coexist. Education works wonders and just to be a support for people that they're not crazy. Maybe they are. <laughs> yeah, maybe they are. We all are, um, we all are sure. Uh, maybe there's some psychological things that are playing into it, uh, stress in their lives. But you know, we're we're not we're not cleansing anything. We're we're not the Ghostbusters. We can't throw a device on the floor and just suck it all up. Now, and- now, now you said that you don't you you don't know if you believe in the cleansing process. I mean, is there any is there any situation that you've been in there where a place was definitely haunted with some paranormal activity? And they went to like, I guess our, our, our rule of thumb would be like a, a Catholic priest type exorcism. Have you seen any of that be successful? An exorcism? I yeah. haven't, I haven't partaken in an exorcism personally. Um, I, I don't would know. Would you? Sure. If you had the opportunity. Sure. I, I, you know, I, I, it would take a lot of convincing to, to convince me that that's, that that's a real thing. I don't. That's effective. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's real. The fact that he just said yes so like calmly, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Why, now, why Chris, not? here's my like, question: you know, In your years of doing that. this, have you ever done an investigation where people are seeing or experiencing things and they've moved, and whatever they were experiencing in one location has moved Follow with them? them? Yes. Follow. Yes, that's common. That's yeah. common. People think that they can move and it's going to stop because it is, is the entity or, or the spirit, is it tied to your toaster? 
Is or it, is it tied to you? Is it tied to you? Uh, I, I like to use this example. Who's I don't know if anybody's seen Paranormal Activity. Nope. Yes. That movie. Uh, okay. Uh, here's, a, here's a pop quiz question. Uh, where, does anybody remember where that took place or where in the movie their house was? Um, yeah, so I think Carl's bad. So the first thing people... Oh, you're thinking Amityville. <laughs> yeah. So when when people see that movie, the first thing they think is, hold on, this is a brand new housing tract. How is this house so crazy haunted and it's a brand new house? Right. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Poltergeist. What was right. that house? Native American burial ground. Exactly. That's the first thing I think of. Exactly. What was that house or that building built over? So is it the land? Is it your toaster? Is it you? Is it uh, a, a rock? Who knows uh, what it is? So it's commonly perceived that you can just pack up your stuff and go. Uh, that's not always the case, but sometimes it is. Sometimes oh, wow. it is the case. What's the rail? Okay, so what's the railroad story? You told us to remind you. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, the yeah, railroad yeah, yeah. story. The railroad. Um, this ties in railroads or trains and automobiles. Based on the evidence we've collected, uh, this is common at the Brackenfern Manor in Lake Arrowhead. Um, the train in San Juan Capistrano, we are finding that when the train barrels by, it's conducting what? Electric- Power, energy. Electricity. Electricity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when the train goes by, it's so loud. You can't hear anything. You're just waiting for it to pass. But and we have a couple. We have one on YouTube that is really probably one of the most crazy things that that uh, odd pieces of audio that came through is the train would just barrel by it's so loud the ground is shaking and and you're just so close to the track and just the ground is shaking especially in the building that we were in and we didn't hear it at the time it was impossible the train was so loud but on playback there was a voice a distinct voice that we can make out the four words that were being said over the train and we've been trying to experiment with the train passing, if we can replicate or recreate an opportunity for something to come through, uh, using, an anomaly. Yeah, using the energy of the train, the electricity. We've noticed this with cars passing, and we would leave recorders in the Brackenfern Manor. We would we would have the whole manor to ourselves. We would we would basically booby trap the whole house <laughs> with film and with audio, and we would vacate the building. I like to call this settling. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoy listening to audio of settling more than anything because I have a curiosity of what's going on when nobody's around. Exactly. And I'm yeah. kind of creeped out by that. So those pieces of audio, I will just so intently listen to those. Everything else, certain investigations, I'm just snoozing. I'm barely able to get through it. But listening to what's going on when nobody's around, we notice that on actually three occasions, <coughs> different days, When a car would pass, and this is right on a road, a car would pass, you'd hear it approaching, it's getting louder, it's getting louder, and then it it passes, and then it gets, you know, quiet. Quieter, yeah. Right when it's passing, we got a a distinct EVP, electronic voice phenomena, of one of our team members' name being called. That's on YouTube as well. It's right when a car is passing. And ironically... That was a, a room, in a nutshell, that he was supposed to sleep in that night. 
And because of all the crazy things that were happening on that investigation um, during that evening, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I, I was pretty freaked out. The, yeah. the things that were happening, I'm like, all right, guys, nobody's sleeping alone tonight. We're going to partner up. <laughs> just buddy system. Just buddy buddy system. system. We, you know, we got to look out for each other here, okay? We, let's, let's just let's Yeah, play. we're going to form a little ghost train. Play it safe, right? <laughs> Plus, that's half off on the hotel, too. So. <laughs> now we already had the whole place, yeah. Um, so I, I suggested that we all stay together. So uh, Andrew, the guy who's, who's vo- or whose name is called in this audio, he was supposed to stay in that bedroom where the recorder was placed, but nobody was in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could it be coincidental? But that was the room that I ended up pulling him out of. Andrew, we're, we're, all, we're all teaming up. We're not, nobody's sleeping alone. So he didn't, it was kind of a bummer that he didn't get to sleep in there, but that voice came through and we caught three different occurrences of a car passing. So are, is whatever, whatever's there, is it able to utilize that energy? Energy, from, passing energy. Exactly. Just like tap into it. Exactly. From the motor of the car. It, it, we don't know. It's not a, a definitive theory and it is just theory, but we are, we have been able to, obtain evidence repeating this scenario. Wow. Which is pretty so, cool. So what if you got like subwoofers and just put up a lot of bass or frequency that let's just say in the physical world, right? Air our air is molecules and for you to pick it up it's gotta move through the molecular structure, the Maya. So what if you set up that thing to simulate that decibel level or whatever the heck it is. Replicate it. Replicate Synthet- synthetically replicate it. Really set a control, right? Because yeah. you don't need the train. What if it was just a speaker just buzzing everything? And that's a, that's a concept, and, and half of this is being creative and mm. thinking of something that's different, that's outside the box. I don't know. I personally have not really heard of the theory of other people finding this with EVPs, uh, vehicles passing. Um, it's possible. Others may have picked up on it, but it is something that we internally have been trying to replicate and get enough of that replication to really presented as a plausible theory. Uh, I, I love it. I get really excited when cars pass. And I mean, the train in San Juan is the bane of our existence. Lots of energy. Yeah. Well, but when it comes to conducting events and tours, it's obnoxious. It's loud yeah. and it just ruins everything. But from an investigation standpoint, I mean, it's the greatest thing ever. We can't wait for the train to come. We're like, everybody shut up. We're now we need to listen. People will take photos on the tours. The train passes, take photos of this tree. You let's see if that energy is able to, um, you know, to help uh, manifest them. Manifest them. Yeah. And let me let me shout out real quick because we are live right now, and there's a, there's a, a a lot of people listening on Podbean. And let me just tell you this: that Podbean limits us to two hours of broadcasting, and so they are going to shut us down pretty soon. But you can ch- tune into the rest of the show. Basically, we are going to load up uh, all the audio, and you can always watch this live on facebookcom Underland. and uh, you can also watch this on YouTube at Radio Underland. If you want to catch the whole show, and it's entirety but for the Podbean listeners that are listening right now i can tell you it's going to end and i think it just ended right now as i was saying that <laughs> um but but uh other than that um yeah so chris your company is called orange county paranormal and legends right oc ghosts and legends oc ghosts and legends and if people want to find out more information about you guys and what you do and the tours where do they go 
Uh, they just go to ocghostandlegends.com. They can find us on all the social medias, the Instagram, ocghostandlegends, Twitter. Um, and how often do you do these tours? Are these weekly or monthly or what's, what's the story? No, we're not a seasonal operation. So as I like to say, ghosts don't just come out on Halloween. So, um, so we can all come down next weekend or some, sometime we can schedule a tour and, and how long does the tour last for? Depends on the tour. If you're doing a San Juan tour, it's about an hour and a half. Everything is done by levels Mm -hmm. and it, it doesn't mean that that one is uh, better than the other. It's just depending on the flavor. Yeah. Uh, but our level one's a downtown ghost walk. You again, you have all those noises, the trains, and and whatnot. Then you got our Black Star level two. I want the Black Star. That's what I want to do. Uh, no, it's just our level two. Oh. Oh no. Um, we, we, okay. What? What's the? What's the top tier? Yeah, what's, what's that? top tier? Where where a ghost gives me a handy. Like the Club 33 of the investigation. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, well, our, our level threes and fours are your where you participate in an investigation. So those, we call those lockdowns. So those are usually about your four, they're about four to five hours. And we, we pretty much have a uh, run of the whole location, be it, um, you know, a ship in San Diego. Star, Star of India, Steam Ferry, Berkeley, those are level uh, threes. And the difference between level three and four is a four is usually a destination location. So our Brackenfer Manor and Arrowhead, we're doing Colossal Cave uh, in just a couple weeks in Arizona. That's a huge one. Um, those are overnight destinations. So that's really the big difference. But they're threes and fours are investigations. So we basically provide all the equipment, all the gadgets you can imagine. We run experiments. We don't believe in herding sheep and, you we know, just sh- shuttling we people do from room to room. I, I was going to say, I think, I think we should do a two and then we should roll up to a four. Now let's just do a four straight just, to the I, top. I, head end. right in. You know, so don't, under, right in. don't underestimate the ones and twos. Granted, we, we, those situations are not as controlled. Um, but we, we talk a lot about the terminology and the theories of what's happening in these locations. And then you have that knowledge going into the threes and fours and knowing what is an EVP, what is EMF. So you're not completely lost in the dark and we're not just speaking Greek to you. It it starts to make sense. Mm, So there is an advantage to to doing the level. So they just go to the website, they sign up for a tour and boom, that's it. Go to our website. We're, We're always announcing new locations. We got a couple announcements coming up for, uh, November and December, and um, yeah, we're we're not just confined to Orange County. We're all over the place. Did you guys just do the Calico? Was that no. you guys? Oh, okay. No, I that's saw OC. Uh, Jake told me about OC. I was like, oh damn, where are these guys? I guess. Yeah, that that's our competitor. We won't speak their name. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know their name, so I don't give a shit. Uh, okay, better off. Well, well I'll tell you what, Chris. Thank you so much for coming in, uh, Chris, and uh, his whole company. I mean, it sounds like some fun stuff. I think, dude, we need to do this close to I'm Halloween, down. Tom. Anytime. I'm down. We need to do it. Who, Sign who me up. Down. Take my money. Yeah? I'm in. Hey, we can do it in Boyle Heights. There's the uh, insane asylum. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, so I'm down. down I'm down. I'll break in. I don't give a shit. Uh, well, yeah. you lost me there. Uh, <laughs> at Insane Asylum? We have yeah, not. I don't know about that. No. Hospitals are pretty difficult to get into. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we've been talking to Chris August. Uh, he's a paranormal researcher, and he's with OC... Ghosts and Legends. 
OC Ghosts and Legends. And that was a very interesting conversation. And thank you so much for driving out here tonight and talking yeah, to my us. Pleasure. Uh, that was awesome. And I think I think for real, we need to get one of these ghost tours going. Yeah, we, need, yeah. we need to do Anytime, this. Anytime, you're welcome. Yeah. We need to do this. Oh, Missy, you're Anytime. not down at all? You're not going to do it? No? Yeah, we know exactly how you're going to act. You're going to act like it's our Chris, anniversary. Chris, you'll have to come October back Fest. and hang out with us again yeah. and tell us I love it. You guys were a lot of fun. I, I actually appreciated the... Uh, the discussion, you know, I'm 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 not opposed to countering opinions. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't have, but I don't yeah. have. I, I, I'm I'm kind of open to everything. I mean, I when it comes to supernatural stuff, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what comes after we. I I, I just don't know. But I'm open to it. I've seen some crazy shit. Yeah, well, you know, I, 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 I I've I've seen a female uh, that has gotten the stigma, stigmata, and and I've seen her hand before. Mm-hmm. I've seen it when it was bleeding, and I saw it afterwards. Uh, I, I've seen some crazy shit, uh, sure. crazy shit that's not explainable in our natural realm. Yep. Um, so you know, I'm 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 definitely open. I I don't know. Yeah. And I and I think all of us don't know. Nobody knows. It's it's, it's all in a, an investigation into the supernatural. That's it. We may never find the answers anytime soon. No, maybe that's, not. That's the joy. Not until you explore. die. But that was a that was an excellent conversation. I enjoyed having you here, Chris. Awesome. Thank you so and much. And best of luck. And uh, yeah, uh, get get some of these motherfuckers on video, man. I want to watch <laughs> this shit. That's oh, the plan. You, well, you said what, what's the YouTube channel? But you have some audio up there and stuff. OC Ghosts and Legends. So YouTube. OC Ghosts and Legends Ghost on Legends. YouTube. All right, man. All the all the social medias. All right. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for coming out. That was thank a you. great conversation, and we were talking about some ghosts, Chris. So uh, yeah, uh, that was a good time. Thank you so much for taking the time and driving out here and spending some time with us. My thank pleasure. You very much. Thank you for having me. Well, Tom, what do you uh, what do you what do you what do you think there, man? I don't know. I think we need to go on a ghost hunt. I'm Steph, down. are you down for a ghost hunt? Steph, um, you know. That you're, sounds you're, like you're a, a little you're a little hesitant. It sounds you know because the black guy usually dies first. <laughs> there is a no, bal- and that's exactly and that's why I want that's why we want you to go. You know, uh, that's so why I want you to go. If uh, the black guy doesn't go, then he's you're my way supernatural more safe. buffer, Steph. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, can we find some other black people that listen to the show? Somebody at least blacker than me. We need. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring Charles. Die, die. Yeah, we got Charles. Charles, Charles is like yeah. Wesley Snipes black, dude. He's, he's definitely going to be the first to go. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, well, we've been going. Tom, we've already been going for two hours. Are, are we ready to wrap this up? I mean, uh, I, so. I mean, there's been a lot of crazy news, but do we really need to hit it tonight? I don't think no. so. After no? hours. Get those no, after hours. Are we, are we going to do an after hours show, Tom? Are we going to wrap this up and then come back and, and talk about this shit again? Why no? not? All right, well, I'll People tell you like what. Uh, we can wrap up and then come back. Yeah, the well, show after take, the show. Take a break and the show after the show. They have to pay for my time. I got to pee, yeah, though. Well, you got to pee, pee Well, everybody else left and peed during the show. Steph yeah, left see, and peed. Missy I just want to point out that I was the one lone trooper that gutted it out. You, you I may were, have a urinary tract infection now, <laughs> but I did not move from my post. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. This is Radio Underland. You can definitely subscribe to us on all the social media platforms uh, from Instagram to whatever. Just look for Radio Underland. Um, if you if you would like to throw us a couple dollars, which I know you're not going to do it because you all are a bunch of cheap bastards, but uh, you can That's definitely do that on uh, uh, Patreon.com slash Radio Underland. Uh, and other than that, um, are we going to take a break and come back? We can. We got to thank Eric, too, for rolling out. Yeah, man. Eric. Three Gooey's. Three Gooey's Brewery. Come on, say it. Uh, tres. Gooey, gooey, man. Tres. 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 
Yeah. Tres Weyes Brewing Company out of Boyle Heights. And, uh, yeah, you guys, we're going to have a party out there in Boyle Heights. This is the okay, second man. they get that place open, man. Hey, you married into Boyle Heights. Yeah, yeah I, I know I did. You know I know I did. Point. I married into Boyle Heights. I'm scared every time I go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but other than that, this is uh, Radio Wonderland. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We've had a lot of fun. And uh, we might be back in a couple seconds. I don't know. But I'll tell you what right now. We're going to wrap this up, and we're going to play some music, and Tom has to go pee. Yes. As soon as I can find this. Okay, there it is. I found it. And we are up. All right, guys. Night, See everybody. you next week. Take it easy. I don't want nobody else to ever love me Girl, you are my shot stop my garden I find a fantasy And I mean it Our day or night Say I don't love you You're at the top of my list Cause I'm always thinking of you I still remember When I was scared to touch you